Welcome to Best Picture Cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one, each episode myself, and revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a who-should-have-won podcast. We're here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion-based podcast and a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be trained experts if we destroy your favorite movie or praise a movie you think is trash, we encourage you to write us in at our email, which is bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. That's bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. You can find us on any of our social medias, Twitter X, Instagram, Letterboxd, Facebook. It's all at Best Picture Cast. So just find us at Best Picture Cast, just like the podcast sounds on any of the social medias. DM us, add us, do what you got to do to get your voice heard. We love hearing from you out there. Rate and review the whole deal. And we are back for a brand new season of Best Picture Cast. It's been a little while since we've covered a Best Picture movie. Almost two months, believe it or not. But uh, we are here. We're here to talk about uh, a movie that is not just a Best Picture winner, but also on the AFI Top 100, and uh, the IMDb people agree, too. It's a movie that's on all sorts of lists. It's a movie that many people uh, think very highly of out there, but, you know, I wonder if everybody knows about it. We'll see as we talk uh, about this one. It is all about Eve. It is a brand new season of Best Picture Cast, and I have with me four trustworthy co-hosts to tackle this uh, ooh, this this classic of a film, we'll put it that way. A vintage Hollywood piece here. So we'll start first with Grant Z. Grant, welcome back to Best Picture Cast. Hello, darling. <laughs> How's it going? Is that your George Sanders? I don't know. I I, I should have worked on it, but yeah. I, did, I didn't at all. <laughs> In my head, I can do a really good one, but I, I haven't done it out loud, so well, I'm sure it's going, not. Going from your brain to your mouth is very... It is. It's a rude awakening. She a con. Um, yes. Uh, so, Grant, how you doing? Doing great. Um, really, really happy to be on this uh, season premiere and really happy to talk about this great movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be fun to chat. It's going to be fun to pick this one apart with everything that it entails. You've been pretty busy over there with Worst Picture Cast. We'll get to that in a moment because mm-hmm. I want to introduce next your uh, partner in crime at Worst Picture Cast. Uh, I would say probably one of the the Busiest man in uh, Long Island amateur podcasting, he is <laughs> Joey R. Joey, how we doing? Oh, great. Happy to be here for the season five premiere. Crazy. Yes. yes. Surging the sub-50 tournament uh, championship matchup. Yeah. It was uh, Tommy Boy. He joined that for the, with the championship freezers over there. Great episode for a great win. Okay, and I mentioned Worst Picture Cast, guys, but you weren't alone in the last release of 
Worst Picture Cast, which is one of your semi-annual rankings episode. And the third man in on that was, uh, speaking of the third man, uh, <laughs> is uh, Oz. Oz. Hey, guys. Um, I, I just feel like I leveled up here getting a call for the season premiere with two of the originals. That's right. You made the big time. I did. Yes. I made it. The season premiere, we, we don't we don't take lightly around here. There's pageantry no. to this. So it's getting the big call. Hard to get in. Can't mess with these episodes. Bring no. it in the new season. It sets a tone. And your your best picture cast debut was this foursome here. Yep. Yeah. It was Birdman, yeah. I believe. Another says some similarities. similar yeah. in some ways. Of, yeah, sure. I think there are a lot of similarities. Yeah, I could say so. Now uh, let's talk worst picture cast here. So I'm going to kick it back to you, Grant. You guys have had yeah. a, a few releases here, and one of them is with uh, our our trusted uh, co-host Jay Dowski. He was on for an Ed Wood film. He was. He was. He came along for uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Um, a movie that he suggested, and I'm pleased as punch that he did because it was a it's a really fun movie to watch, and uh, I, I feel that we we had a really really strong episode there. Yeah, it was a great episode. I'm also trying to get uh, the CAC to play Plan Nine <laughs> oh, as well. Geez. Yeah, <laughs> you're already in the line of, of uh, getting them. To He's go. already bullying them. Yeah, yeah, you don't take. Uh... It doesn't take you long to find the right avenue. To no, <laughs> no. But it was a great episode, and we talked about how much fun it would be to watch that in like a big group. So I sent them a message the next day, and they responded. Yeah, that's but they cool. say no. No, they're like, "That's a great idea." They're like, "We haven't done it yet, but it's you know we've talked about it." That's, like, that's a no. <laughs> when they do it, it'll be their idea. That's how hundred percent. Yeah, we will. We'll discuss that. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like yeah. trying to recommend something to Kieran. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, see what I did. I showed my cards. I showed my plan too soon there. Uh, okay, so. In addition to this with Worst Picture Guys, you guys kind of do these rankings. Oz, you're, yeah. you haven't been on Oz for an actual Worst Picture Cast nope. episode yet. Just no. the rankings. I just yeah, have done he's a the few, rankings guy. few rankings episodes. Yeah. He, does, he, he doesn't like uh, bad, good movies. He, does, he doesn't appreciate them to the level that we do. So he's just, he's just our in-house rankings expert. Yeah, it's, it's funny to let him kind of grab a, an existence. Weasel in on yeah, the, yeah, on the your, fun rankings episodes. You occupy well, a spot there. Yeah. Well, it's only because we've known him since the third grade. Yeah. So he has kind of got grandfathered in there. We've been arguing like about these things since 1992. <laughs> so. Now, the, the most recent one of these uh, released on Friday the 13th, 2023, mm-hmm. is the Friday the 13th movies, which for those of you who aren't familiar, are the Jason movies. Yes. Yeah. So I was not a, a real fan of these coming in. I really have probably only seen a couple. Grant, you had recommended a few to me a, a year or so ago, and I, you know, to mixed uh, emotions with them, kind of was, wasn't really for me. But I went in this year. I watched them yeah. all. Now to this point here, I just kind of lift the curtain for the audience a bit. You guys are yet to record the episode. Right, now right. audience at home, you have it available at your fingertips. It is there for you to go listen to really the second after uh, yeah. we finish this conversation. Check it out. But it hasn't been officially recorded yet here. So we do have some kind of rules within these things. We don't inter-talk about it. We don't... Uh, save it for the pod. We save it for the pod around here. That's right. That's our. That's one of our uh, behind-the-scenes the, the models. Motto. Yeah. Yes. We've done a pretty good job. Um, I legitimately have no idea what they think of See, these this movies. is great. And yeah. I, I, I like to preserve that. So I'm not going to disrupt uh, the the uh, sacred nature of that within, within the podcast here. I do want to say, though, I have now seen them all. Mm-hmm. Except for Freddy versus Jason, which I'm told okay. is more of a Freddy movie anyway. But you know, maybe that's that's one man's opinion. I don't even remember who that man was. I, I don't disagree. Yeah, with that's that. I, I think that's pretty. Fre- Freddy Freddy controls the narrative. 
Okay, cool. And I'm doing my 31 days of horror, and there is a Jason option. I'm saving it for that when Perfect. I get there. Okay. So that's so that was kind of that felt like the right one to sure. to wait on. But I will be ready for this rankings episode, ready to go, uh, sharp and uh, and ready to listen. How's your mental health with all this horror stuff? Uh, well, when I do the actual 30 days of horror, I'll come back and answer that because it may not <laughs> may not be great. It could be questionable at that point. Honestly, the Jason movies this time around, I had an absolute blast with. I'm happy I gave them the second chance. They're fine. I now consider myself a fan of them. They're they're the right kind of mindless. Uh, it's oh, they're they're so stupid. You they're don't stupid. have to be glued yeah. to the screen. You can sit back. You can kind of do something else while you're watching. You you have a feel for this for the formula and the yeah. format. There's not too much subverting of the audience expectations. There's no. some here and there, but just little enough where you don't have to be locked into what's going on. So I, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to hear the episode. We'll leave it at that. Um, I will say that one of my favorites will be high, the highest ranked on any of your lists. I will say that. I, I will be shocked if. If my number two, oh well, be either two or three is is oh, higher great. on any. You think your I two don't. is going to be like our like eleven? Uh, I think okay. that's very right. likely. Yeah, very very likely. We'll see. That's I amazing. don't know. Well, you have to find I out. think this is going to be all over the place. Yeah, okay. yeah. This is this is going to be very different from like X Men, right. where like every, every, we were kind of around the same page Definitely. with most of the X Men movies, a few variations. This I have no idea what to expect. Zero. Very it's gonna fun. be. It's gonna be really great. And I believe almost all those movies are streaming as we, the time of this recording on HBO Max. One right? through nine. One through nine are. And then you and then the other find, ones you have to, the other ones you got to rent. Yeah, you got to find Freddy vs Jason Freddy vs. and the re, um, Jason X. The, X Freddy vs Jason. Yeah. A, and a quick two thousand nine. A quick Google got me a link to Jason X, so that was that was pretty yeah. easy. Uh, and I, I just rented the new Friday yeah. the Thirteenth. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I mean out. they're available. It's not like yeah. you can't get them. It's just something you have to pay yeah. for. Cool. Okay, so that's uh, that's that with Worst Picture Cast and with our Worst Picture Cast rankings coming up. But we have a horror draft coming up as well, and you will have seen some information out about that. Please go out and vote. This is our, our last big tournament of the year. We just, as we mentioned before, we did our sub-50 and had our Tommy Boy episode. But we take we take horror pretty seriously around here. So um, at the time yeah. of this recording, I'm sure that tournament might have already kicked off too. So get yourselves uh, in gear for that. And get your votes out there because we want to hear what you have to say. Excited to hear about that one. But let's uh, let's talk about our season five debut here, which is all about Eve. It is starring Betty Davis, Ann Baxter, George Sanders, Celeste Holm, amongst others. It is a, uh, a movie from 1950. So in kind of our, our earlier to mid range here with, with these. Uh, but it's almost 75 years ago when you think about it's that. It's wild. wild to think yeah. about. Yeah, 75 it's years really ago. Crazy. And I, I myself have recently, you know, I'm sure I have in the past, but just these days it seems more, I've, I've really been kind of enchanted by these movies from this era, specifically probably from like the mid to late 30s on to the mid 50s. For okay. whatever reason, these days they're just really kind of, uh, they suck me in. I'm, I'm having a... It's a nice pocket. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying kind of just Turning the lights down low and pop it off when that 20th Century Fox logo comes up and the music, I just kind of get sucked into. In other words, I love putting my phone away and just kind of getting lost in it. And it's this For sure. it seems like this generation specifically, that kind of mid to late 30s, bring it into like the mid 50s. The 60s starts getting a little a little hokey again, but it's that black and white vibe. There's some magic to that era. Yeah, there really is. There yeah. really is. And, and there's... Plenty of Hollywood magic going on with this one. Uh, I'll start with I'll start with you first, Oz. What was your familiarity with the movie All About Eve coming into this project? None, zero. Just a zero. just a title just a, of a film. Just a yep, exactly. Just a winner. Yeah. Okay. Had you ever seen a 
Betty Davis movie before. No. So this is also your first experience with Betty Davis. Very fun. I'll go to Grant, to you next here. All About Eve, what was your familiarity coming into this about the movie? I think a couple of years ago, after we started this podcast, I watched Sunset Boulevard. And I said to myself, well, what the hell beat this movie? Because I think this movie is great. And then it was All About Eve. And then about a year later, I it was on TCM and I caught it or DVR'd it or whatever. And I watched it then. And then I, I watched it again for the podcast. Gotcha. Okay, so this was not a first watch for you. No, so but, it was relative, but it was relatively new to me. Okay, great, great. And uh, Ed, other Betty Davis movies that you've seen in addition no, to this? No, as one? far as I know. This, this is your lone a, example? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to go to you what, next, Joe. Familiarity with All About Eve coming into this. All I knew was that it was a Betty Davis movie. I knew nothing about it. Okay. Yes, this was a, a real first watch. And you're a Sunset Boulevard guy. Love also, Sunset right? Boulevard, so, but, yeah. so you never were tempted I waited to cross for it. over. Okay. Once we hit season three, see, well, season two, any Best Picture winners I hadn't seen, I decided I would wait for the episode. So yeah. even though I saw it, I was like, oh, I got to wait now. Yeah, so I've been, I've been anxiously awaiting this one. So I'm happy it's here. Cool. Yeah, I've pretty much been doing that with any kind of rewatches too. I just, if till we cover the episode, I leave it alone. Yeah, it's just easier to get burnt. There's not that many I haven't seen at this point, so yeah. I want it to be lived in like we do the cool. episodes. Yeah, immerse yourself in right. it. Right, it's the bit. right way to do it. Yeah. For me, this is one that when I was kind of hunting these movies down, uh, probably, geez, at this point, 15 years ago or so, uh, it, one of the ways that, that you do it, because streaming wasn't the way streaming is today, is, is that you'd, you'd go on. Amazon and try to find these packages, you know, where it the gives five you, pack, yeah, yeah, the five pack, five best picture winners, four best picture winners. Right. And this one came in a 20th Century Fox a studio classic. Here's the DVD here of uh, All About Eve. Came okay. along with, uh, I believe, Gentleman's Agreement and I want to say How Green Was My Valley. Was the other oh, one okay. Oh, what a combo. Yeah, and the uh, the fourth one was a a, a pseudo best picture winner in, in Sunrise, the song of Two Humans. Which is the it won best artistic film the first year with Wings. They had kind of two best oh. picture winners that year, so oh, okay. it wasn't the it, that that award was discontinued after that, and the Wings one was the one that was yeah. considered the best picture. So I don't know if we'll end up covering that one. We'll have to have a we'll have to have a, a jury vote there at some point <laughs> as to whether that qualifies for an episode. But yeah, so I would have watched it a, around then, and I, I think that this was kind of I had I had seen a bunch before I got to this one. Didn't remember a whole ton about it except for the general idea, uh, general idea of it, some right. of the performances, and I haven't watched it since. And it's been one that I've been tempted to watch because there's been a lot of Sunset Boulevard talk. All about Eve, I feel like has come up quite a bit yes. on a lot of these episodes. It's one that's been referenced. It's kind of hard not to because it's adjacent to so many things we're talking about, whether it's some of the people involved behind the scenes or in front of the scenes. Nominations, yes, yeah. So it was very cool reliving it. I was. It's always fascinating for me to pick out the things that I remember exactly and the other ones I, I don't. So I uh, can't wait to talk about this one uh, with you guys here. Let's uh, talk about what we're drinking first, though. So we'll have uh, we'll go to you first, Grant. What did you bring along for the ride? All right. Well, this past weekend, me and my family, we met up with Joey and his family at Great South Bay. And it was so crowded that we left and we went to the Ghost Brewery that was right behind it. So we went to Ghost Brewing Company and I picked up a, I picked up the Ambition is a Dream double cream ale, ah. and uh, it's a really great beer. It's a cream ale with peanut butter and banana. Um, it's really good, and I just think the title is very apt for this conversation. Yes, yes, love love Ghost Brewing. It's 
It's one way. It's, it's Bay Shore, nice. you said, right? Yeah. 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 yeah it's, I think it's right by the Great South it's Bay. It's attached. Brewing. It's attached right in the back it. of okay. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I haven't been to that section of it yet, but we uh, we order from them all the time. We have them on tap, right? Yeah, now. it's good. So it's very good. The East Coast Ghost. Is yes, the one that's a good one. The Hazy. Yeah, they do real good stuff over there. So and great, great can art there, too. Joe, what do you got? Yeah, so I also have Ghost Brewery because we were there. Um, I went with the Seance, which Ooh. is a Saison Ale with cucumber and honeydew. Nice five percenter. Exciting, exciting. Delicious. So more Ghost Brewing. And uh, Oz, what did you bring along? Yeah, I uh, I basically just skipped a season, I guess, because I have an Oyster Bay Winter Lager. Wow, right to it. Yeah, because I'm, um, I'm not a huge pumpkin Yeah beer fan mm-hmm. um so i just jumped right to winter so you over go. to you kieran what are you drinking yeah yes <laughs> winter in september it's not something you hear you hear too often anymore these days uh, yeah so i have the montauk brewing company they're still live and kicking despite uh muting and blocking joey for um bugging them about their session ale it's absurd yeah so he absurd. just bugs uh the cinema art center now to, to put his business on. <laughs> i have to bug somebody <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have the uh, the Montauk Pumpkin Ale, as as I uh, suggested there. I am a big pumpkin guy. It's I am too. Yeah, time of year, it's 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 always fun to be seasonal. I, I like watching the first couple of weeks of football with a nice little pumpkin beer at the old cinnamon sugar rim. Uh, no cinnamon sugar rim tonight, but I have that uh, that orange can Montauk. Joe, are you a pumpkin guy? Not at all. It's too close Ooh. to milk, I think. Right? Uh, I hate pumpkin beers. I wow. Do. Okay. I, do, I like one um, that I'll drink, the Shafley. Ah, uh, yes, that's like one of the highest rated ones. I'm yeah, that, if that those. one's there, I'll have one, but I, I don't want to have even that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, out in St. Saint Louis, Brewery, St. Louis our, yeah. our, old, our old pal Corns out there. I wonder if he's a pumpkin guy. I don't know. He's probably doing Instagram polls about it. Okay, so all of our martini glasses are full. Extra dry. Dassin your seatbelts. It's going a... to be a bumpy night, folks. <sighs> Especially when we're here at the at the Oz Studio, you never quite know what is going to happen around here. Right. I will say now to the listener: in addition to talking talking about all about Eve, I have watched all of the best actress nominated films. It was only four here because we do have two all about Eve, so we will have a a, a discussion about that at the end. I know that Twitter X film Twitter out there loves. The best actress category, and this is probably the most famous of all the lineups. Maybe some would say the strongest of all the lineups. So I, I did come prepared with that one. And we do have some Twitter questions in the mix on that. I believe Zita Short uh, gave me her ranking too, so we'll throw oh, that good. out. Also, she's kind of our our in-house uh, best actress expertise. Mm-hmm. She probably qualifies an expertise on everything we're talking about here. Yes, in, 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 in more so than us. Yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. So uh, we'll, we have that coming up too. So that should be fun. Opening thoughts on this film before we we do the official deep dive. Uh, Grant, you look kind of poised to kick us off here. So, uh, what are your opening thoughts on this one? Um, this movie is great. It's outstanding. I, I, I don't want to get into it too much before we really kick off, but um, I'm a big fan of this movie. All right. He's firing his shots right into the air to yeah. start. I like it. All right. Uh, Oz, how about you? This was, a, this was a wonderful, wonderful viewing experience. And I actually found myself thinking about all the things this movie did better than some of the other movies I've covered. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This is when the, when the list starts to take form a little bit. Like there were parts. Yeah. I, oh, it did better than that. And we'll stay away a little bit from. I don't want to talk about other movies on that. But yeah. just throw out. Oh, it did it better than that. Did it better than that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful viewing experience. And Joe, how about you? Yeah, I had a blast with this. I I watched it 
back to back. I loved mm-hmm. it so much. And both times I was just thinking Betty Davis. Like that's uh, I but man, I love this movie. I had such a good time with it. Wow, so it's gonna be me coming and bashing this thing. No, 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 not at all. So <laughs> it's gotta a, be the low man. <laughs> there's always a chance there's someone. You never yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. Uh but no, this is this is a a true Hollywood film, a true classic. To me, r- reminiscent of of a best years of our lives in terms of holding a, a level of greatness without getting talked about all the time by the gen pop. You know, it's, I, I think that I think this has way more of a hold in a, in the zeitgeist that best than years best of our years. lives yeah, did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I but still not one that comes up with the general population. It should time. be it's it should not, be talked about more. It should be talked about yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would think that something like Sunset Boulevard is a little more well known than All About Eve if you're if you're throwing around to casual I, fans. I don't dis- I don't disagree with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is crazy. But yes, that's correct. I don't know All About Eve. It kind of gets talked about more with, I think Betty Davis than like as an Oscar winner. Yeah, well, it, it does help having the the big star vehicle there too. Huge. Yeah, I, I will say you know Ozzy didn't want to throw names out, so, so I will. Um, it okay. was. It, I, I did have the reaction. You watch something like this and a movie like a uh, You Can't Take It With You, which is a nice, charming little movie. But when you see something like this, it's like, ooh. Well, you that's see the layers. Second round knockout. Right. Like, yeah. Boom. It's, a, it's a whole different level. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a fun movie versus a layered complex with just masterful actors coming in and doing so much. It's just, it's, yeah. they exist differently. Yeah. Not to mention the everyone working behind the scenes, too. Right. Yeah, so this is art. So this is this is good stuff. We have a lot to talk about here. We have a new director to talk about here, in, in uh, Joseph L. Mankiewicz, and I'll I'll use this as the official uh, avenue to correct this because I have misspoken in this in the past. Here, the movie Mank is about his brother Herman Mankiewicz. Joseph is his, uh, I believe, his younger brother, and there's a bit of a rivalry there between the two. Uh, so you know, I, I think I've said in the past that, that Joe Mankiewicz was the one he was Mank from the film, but no, not not the case. Uh, so we haven't spoken about his movies yet. I think he did win Best Director. I want to say All the King's Men year. Yeah, the year before it's, this, uh, it yeah. was back to back. Yes, yes, okay. So uh, a good couple of years for him. So we'll talk about him and his directing style as well. Always fun when we tackle a new director around here. And and that's it, guys. You think it's time perhaps to do a little uh, a little deep dive. Let's do it. Okay, and you know, if you're out there finding us here for the first time, I have to think a movie or a film like this that might be the case. These these kind of Oscar favorites pop up, and we do tend to get some new listeners. So welcome if that's the case. We are a podcast that does things in long form. This is a long form formatted podcast. We sit and we live in these movies. We go back to the year. We spend some time in the year that it is, and we. Uh, we like to we like to let every part of the movie get a little light shines on it here, so this isn't a uh, a quick a quick gab about the movie. Point out a couple obvious things and uh, talk about uh, who who should have beat it at the Oscars. As we say in the very beginning, it's not a who should have won. We sit here and we're gonna really talk about this thing. So if you just watched it, you're in here for the right place. If you're familiar with it, that's great. But if you haven't seen it before, too. Join in on the conversation, listen to what we got to do, and I would think at the end of it, this is the type of movie that you'd want to pop on and check out. So we, we are kind of all-inclusive here with that, but this is a, a great time for your, for your long commute, or if you're sitting at your desk at your job or wherever it is, maybe just going on a long walk. The Best Picture cast is here for you, and we're going all the way back to the year 1950. 
50, almost 75 years ago today. Amazing. Oh, boy. It's absurd. It's crazy to think about. And uh, in 1950, the U.S. president was Gary Oldman. No, it was Harry S. Truman. <laughs> Truman was the uh, previous administration's vice president and um, assumed office in the wake of FDR's illness. He had a vice president of his own, believe it or not. And that vice president was Albin W. Barkley. And I'm only bringing him up because I really like saying his name out loud. Albin W. Barkley. It's fun. It really rolls yeah. off the tongue. That was vacant for a few years. He had no vice president before that. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it took a little while to get yeah, him, but he, he was found, just running vacant. Yeah, he found the coolest name out there. <laughs> that's that's he what he's just, going He was for. just like, I don't need a vice president. I'm the vacant go title for four a few years. years about it. it was like Apollo Creed picking Rocky. He was just like going through a list. <laughs> Albin <laughs> sounds like a monster movie. Uh, We're gonna get the wonder if he was a lefty. Name. Okay, the 1950 World Series. Here we go again. We started season four with a New York Yankees streak. Yes, they went on to win a seven-episode run of World Series there. The first seven episodes to start were New York Yankees. We're potentially starting a new streak here again, folks, in Season 5, as it is the New York Yankees winning their 13th championship in franchise history by sweeping the Philadelphia Phillies in four straight games. Good. Yeah, good old... Uh, Do we have listeners more. from Philly? Um, they, can't, they can't figure out headphones. <laughs> we, oh, we have some Rocky fans, maybe. If, uh, you know, another, another Rocky Philadelphia reference there. This would mark the second win in a record streak of five straight titles for the Bronx Bombers. So that is the record for consecutive MLB championships. Oz, did you think you knew that one? You probably would have figured it out. Five, right? Uh, yeah, maybe somewhere. I don't what know. The, I don't know. What did the, Patri- did the Patriots do four in football? No, I don't think they ever did. No, they never didn't. did three, I don't think. There's been four in hockey and basketball. Yeah. Before. There has been four in basketball, but that was like way back. Yeah, but the Lakers... The Lakers or the Celtics do four? Yeah, but like, the I think Celtics, like 50s, right? 60s, but they didn't. Yeah. But it was five here for the time. Yankees. It started in 49. It would go to 54. During the series, the New York Yankees pitching rotation only allowed three earned runs in the entire series. Finished the fall classic wow. with a combined 0.73 ERA. Pretty good. Yeah. No, their rotation. So their bullpen yeah. did cough up a okay, run or two okay. there, but there was uh, their starting rotation. Uh, but hey, at 0.03. ERA for the That's pretty series. impressive. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, it, uh, they're one of only five pitching staffs in the history of the World Series with a combined ERA under one. So it was done, what did I say, one of five? Yeah. So it was done four other times, and three of them were pre-Oscars. So like in the, right. the, 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 the odds. Yeah, when they were, when they were pitching in, in farms. <laughs> right, with, <laughs> with uh, you know, balls made of... Uh, Whatever they made them. Yeah, when their gloves were just oven mitts. (laughs) This would be the last World Series to have no American-born black players on either roster, as neither team had yet to integrate. Until, oddly and unfortunately, this streak would be broken in 2022. So 2022, neither roster. And uh, Yeah, the the, the Astros or the Philadelphia Phillies again. The Phillies. Mm. Something's wrong with these Phillies. Let me it's tell you. Brand. Yeah, no American-born black players. I, I will say that there has been a lot of awareness on this kind of raise. I know Derek Jeter's gotten very, very involved. Yeah. Uh, CC Sabathia too. They're trying to like uh, to to raise a, 
hope to yeah. raise youth programs and, yeah, and whatnot. Absolutely. For I mean, sure. It's for much different reasons now yes. than it was then. I mean, yeah. now they're just playing other sports. Right. You know, they're, yeah. they're playing Opportunity basketball. Opportunity elsewhere. Yeah, basketball, yeah. football. There's been uh, more black hockey players. There's been um, more black lacrosse players. It's yep. a, they're going other, other avenues. But there is a, a presence within Major League Baseball trying to um, great. You know, trying to trying to to grow that those programs too. Yeah. So. Um, the Yankees and the Phillies would face again in the World Series fifty nine years later. Oz, right mm-hmm. in two thousand nine. Yep, that's, that's a good one. That's the last one that they have, according to this date. At least. That's right. Yes. Yeah, hopefully, is. in the future, if someone's yes. listening, this not going to be twenty twenty three. They are it will, it will mathematically not, it will not, limited. It will not be now. No. Yeah. It's uh, the Yankees were managed by Casey Stengel. Hall of Famers in these series included. For the Yanks, Yogi Berra, Joe DiMaggio, Whitey Ford, Johnny Mize, and Phil Rizzuto, all familiar names. For the Phillies, Richie Ashburn and Robin Roberts. So, Ozzy can get your grid notes out. Oh, it's going to make that (laughs) (laughs) You got to be quick. I got to be quick with this crew. Yeah, I got to forewarn everybody. You know, the Braves are clinched as the best record right now, but playoffs haven't started yet, but I got baseball in the mind. He might get an Oppenheimer Braves year. Yeah, he loses his mind. Where you know, I'd settle for a Braves flower moon year too. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Settle for that. But um, yeah, so it's still a good year. There's a forewarn that could be Barbie a, and the Braves. Can uh, we do it? Right. Listen, Braves and anybody <laughs> at this point. You know, I'll even say Braves and, and talking lives. Right? Is that was it? The past lives. lives talking. Bra- Braves talk and, to her. And man, quantum media. <laughs> <laughs> edit that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So there might Coward. be an ob- might be an obnoxious level of of baseball analogies here because I just my juices this is probably the most I've been into baseball leading into a, a playoffs in a while so we never talk baseball here no no that's why I need to warn when I when, yeah. I, when I warn you it's yeah, really it's be, be prepared yeah we're doing a whole best actress section folks all right that's I'm, true I'm catering to the public balance yes you got to give me something here okay the number one billboard song in 1950 was good night Irene by Gordon Jenkins and the Weavers so Grant you knew this one coming in here yeah I mean it's it's not a song I have saved on my Spotify or anything, but I'm 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 familiar with it. Yeah, I didn't have to play more than three or four notes, and it, and you're like, oh yeah, I know this one. Yeah, but the three the rest of us hadn't. But I mean, it seems like maybe we should have. Because listen to the list of people who've covered this song: Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Eric Clapton, Little Richard, Frank Sinatra, Tom Waits, Nat King Cole. So quite a wow. quite a list of quite a list. Yeah. Yeah, even Gene Autry gets his... About Dexy Midnight here. Runners. Sure, them too. No, that's Come On, Eileen. Oh, oh, right. Yes, well, they just came off our, our Tommy Boy <laughs> episode there too. So. Listen to this here. Now, that was the number one song at the year-end charts. The number three song, a movie-related a, a movie related tune here. Oz, I've kind of tied you in with this somehow. The theme of The Third Man. Oh, that was one of the, wow. was the number three song of the year. That's impressive. Dun, 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 yeah. Oh, that's... Wow. Yeah, that's it's also a very great theme, but it's that's strange. Yeah, so, you well, know. the first song of the year was terrible, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, boy. It, that, is, that is odd. I guess it was just... It was just... Things were just different back then. Yeah. And the Billboard charts themselves hadn't been... I don't, I don't think their first year is until like 59 or so. This is kind of just like year-end okay. chart sales. But so, so the third man theme there, and it seems very British too to kind of be like the the U.S. number yeah, three. People song really of the dug year. it. Like were people yeah. just like jamming, to it? jamming along to it, bopping yeah. in the coffee people, shop. People That's just awesome. Love that acoustic. Yeah. yeah, very listenable. It's good. It's a good song. The four and fives of the year were both by Gary and Bing Crosby, a father son duo. There, oh, beautiful. Mm. I'm sure, they're wonderful. <laughs> Sam's song and play a simple melody. 
Ugh, for all our completionists out there, that leads for the number two song of the year, which was uh, Mona Lisa by Nat King Cole and Les Baxter. So there's our, all our, our 1950s songs. It does, you do get to a certain point early on where it's like, I haven't heard of any of these songs before. So really is a, a different time in music for sure. Okay, All About Eve, directed by Joseph L. Mankiewicz, produced by Daryl Zanuck, screenplay written for the screen by Joseph L. Mankiewicz, based on a short story magazine article entitled The Wisdom of Eve uh, that first appeared in the Cosmopolitan magazine in May of 1946, written by Mary Orr. The music is by Alfred Newman, a nine-time Oscar winner. His most notable BPC cred would be How Green Was My Valley? Hmm. Oz, that was a me... You and Grant that was a fun one. There. That was yes. a fun one. Yeah, I don't remember us talking too much about the music in it. It's it's nice. We it just was... talked a lot about him, the guy singing. Yes, that was, of, it was more about that than anything. A lot of Welsh singing there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Cinematography by Milton R. Krasner, a seven-time nominee who won his lone Oscar for Three Coins in the Fountain. Film editing by Barbara McLean, a seven-time nominee herself who won her lone Oscar for Wilson. Art and set direction team included George W. Davis, Lyle R. Wheeler, Thomas Little, and Walter M. Scott. What a team. Holy shit. What a team. <laughs> really art and, and setting that direction there. Uh, the best costume design was by the legendary Edith Head, an eight-time Oscar winner. We talked about her on The Sting which is one of her other wins. And she was also nominated for The Greatest Show on Earth. She came up there for that. Can't all, can't all be winners. <laughs> well, listen, the costumes were good. Nothing wrong with the costumes. Nothing wrong with the costumes. Nothing wrong with the costumes. All About Eve is starring Betty Davis, Ann Baxter, George Sanders, Celeste Holm, Gary Merrill, Hugh Marlowe, Thelma Ritter, and a young Marilyn Monroe. Nominated for 14 Oscars, a record tied with Titanic and... La La Land. There you go, Joey. It uh, was the winner of six of those 14. Best Picture, Best Director, Joseph Megowitz. Best Writing Screenplay, Joseph Megowitz. Best Supporting Actor, George Sanders. Best Sound Recording. And Best Costume Design, the aforementioned Edith Head. Also nominated for, but did not win, Best Lead Actress, Betty Davis. Best Lead Actress, Ann Baxter. Best Supporting Actress, Celeste Holm. Best Supporting Actress, Thelma Ritter. Best Cinematography, Black and White, Milton Krasner. Best Score, Alfred Newman. Film Editing and Best Art and Set Direction. That would be a record for most actress nominations in a film. Yeah. Four. And it is number 35 on the IMDb Top 250 was 28 on the most recent AFI Top 100, was 16 on that original AFI Top 100 list. A $1.4 million budget grossed $8.4 million worldwide. I would say a success on all margins. Gentlemen, all about Eve. There it is. It was just so sharp and funny and thoughtful and really among everything else, it was just really entertaining. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and I'm very guilty of this, when we're kind of evaluating this movies, these movies, sometimes the entertainment factor gets kind of like shoved to the side. I feel. And, and I agree. This, yeah, this has it. This has so it. much. It, it's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Every something's happening. Every line of dialogue matters and brings you somewhere next and keeps you engaged. It's just so well done. That that dialogue is a is a, a testament to the screenwriter, of course. But oh, delivery the act, matters. The actors yeah. and the, the, yeah. the, the acting. It's, yeah, it's delivery just, matters. It, this was the hardest. I 
the hardest time I've ever had picking a quote of the movie. Mm. Because it's the whole movie. Because, like, the whole movie is just filled with great quotes. Yeah, you spend the whole time typing rather than watching the movie. I know. It's, it's, I, I found yeah. the same problem, yeah. And it's 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 crazy um, just looking at the what ye, what won the year before and won, won, what won the year after. is all the King's Men the year before. Yeah. And, sorry, Joey, in American Paris the year after. And this is just, like, so elevated against those. And yeah, this is at a different level. They seem like they're in the same world. For sure. Was that American Paris shade right there? Yes. How dare and you? King's Men so. shade. So. Oh, that's well, okay. that, that's, that's, okay. that's okay. we're fine with that. <laughs> yeah, this is it's funny because all the King's Men, we, we kind of we kind of chalked it was kind of like a bogus Citizen Kane. And this is this is John Mankiewicz, who's kind of was always I don't maybe haunted is a little too extreme a word, but he always had he always had Citizen Kane kind of hanging over his shoulder. Yeah. Because him and his brother had a contentious relationship. His brother he was more of the buckle down uh brother of violent alcoholic. Well, the other one was not buckled down. So <laughs> right. Anyways, yeah, he was a violent alcoholic. He was he was a socialite. He was, he was kind of everybody's best friend where jo, uh, Joe Mick, which is a little more kind of internal and a little crankier and was kind of really bothered that his, that his brother had that uh, had that screenwriting Oscar to his name. Yeah. But and he and, got two in a row and two directors yeah. in a row. So talk about leveling up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And And I think that this is kind of like his... This is going to be my Citizen King type of deal here, so yeah. I, I definitely think they accomplished what they're going for much much better than all the King's Men. If I was to go oh, back yeah. to you saying comparing yeah. it to some of the other recent ones we've talked about, you know, and he he's the, he found the short story that because the short story is from a true story. When yes, Mary yes. Orr wrote it. Her yes. it was from an understudy who was pretty much doing the exact same thing. Yeah, and you know, Mankiewicz found it and put it together. He even like the, the line, he's like, "No, this is all about Eve." And man, they yeah, a, they just uh, nailed it. Originally entitled Best Performance, I think. I uh, it was called, yeah, Best Performance is what it was originally It was entitled. all about something. Yeah, and, and so so what basically, and if they use the old, uh, when you say the title in the first paragraph of the movie. You the know, Wisdom of Eve was how it started. Uh, yeah, okay. okay, you're right. That was the, the article. Yeah. yeah. But the, uh, so the, the working title for the screenplay was, was The Best Performance. And that line about it's all about though more about Eve later. In fact, all about right. Eve. And, and then he yeah. just kind of like highlighted that. I'm like, eh, exactly. well, this might this be something it. here. So the um, just right off the bat, I have to say that the very beginning of the movie did not work for me. The exposition dump, the George Sanderson exposition dump, we didn't need it, and it kind of made things. It, it kind of set you up for something way more complicated than it needed to be. Like, I did not need to know the producer. I did not need to know their stories. It could have started with Celeste Holm and it would have been just fine. I'm I'm glad you said that, Grant, because I had, I kind of had that note twofold, too. So one was going to be a question that maybe I'll, I'll ask a little later. Uh, but the very beginning of this movie is a little scary. Like, it's like, and, and I, I love George Sanders and he's yeah. got a wonderful voice. But his voice starting and this thing and we're doing voiceover and but it's like kind of like uh oh this is gonna this is gonna be slow you know it it's, just it, it, felt, it was it, a, it was a drag it felt like it was gonna it was start very very slow uh, that being said the it picks, first it picks right up oh it picks but, right up yeah. the first half hour of this movie goes in a blink it of flies. an eye blink of an yeah. eye it's gone. yeah 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 I actually didn't have a problem with the beginning okay I no. thought because I, I liked Sanders' delivery I think it could have been I could have been on board with you guys but I think he did such a good job with it I was in. Okay. And it set it up so well, and then the way they present Eve initially, I think, is so clever. And With then the to, hands, yeah, and yeah. then to turn into into where it goes, I I loved it. I 
if you describe this opening to me, I would be like, oh, I don't really like those aspects right. when, yeah. when films try to do that. But for this, it really worked for me well because I think this is sort of a self-aware comedy slash parody in it's a way. It's more than self-aware. It's extremely self-aware. It's meta. It's satirical. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. meta. And yeah. it, that opening scene kind of shows you that this is going to be satirical of, of theater and art and fame and all that. Yeah, all that like stuff. when they make fun of the guy talking, yeah. or just like, well, he's an actor. He's going to talk for a long time. Like, I thought it was yeah. really the, funny. They yeah. make fun of the award. Yep. I yeah. loved it. It so, really worked. So I thought it was great. So a bit of a split there on that because I'm kind of with Grin. With Grin is just it, some of the, the delivery was a little droll. You know, it, 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 it just it, seemed it just seemed really unnecessary. Like, and for a movie to start off with a huge exposition dump is a bad choice. That's kind of where I'm at too with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm at maybe, too. And, and a credit credit to George Sanders who delivered the shit out of it. Like, it could have been way worse. And it, it was just like one of those things where like you put it on your like. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally. It's jarring when it yeah. starts. Like, I, I and guarantee then, and you. Then it, and then it picks. And then it picks up, and and you're left in the. It left. It leaves it in the dust. Yeah, a but, year from now, yeah. when when Arnie and Chris are watching ten movies in a row, and this movie starts, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna get scared right out of the uh, yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah, no, I, you can tell this movie's I, boring right out the right, right out off of the, the bat. <laughs> uh, uh, I I do want to kind of go back to this part of the movie a little later. So we'll 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 right. let's let's put it right here because the execution aside, I want to like a little later. I want to talk about the bookends and, sure. and how they are effective in the bigger picture yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of the film. So I mean, when we get to they do such a good job of showing us the theater and then Karen into Eve. Like so much happens so quickly after that. Oh yeah, it really and cooks. Yeah, and yeah. I think because we get the beginning, everything gets to just sprint, and I love that because now we're into we're in the dressing room in a minute. Yeah, yeah, pretty masterful editing. It's perfect. Yeah, and you so much of watching Margot and Birdie and Karen and e- watching Eve watch all of them is it's you're so much is set up so quickly and just they right away you know that they are all firing on all cylinders. They they build the dynamic with the relationships so effortlessly. Like you you get thrown into this like much like Eve you get thrown into this dressing room. And you immediately know all of the dynamics. Mm-hmm. Everything just makes sense, and it feels like everyone's been friends for thirty years, and with without without it feeling forced or clunky. Everything's very fluid, and I think it's very important that the dressing room scene when they first meet Eve. Yeah, you can kind of tell she's full of shit. Like there's an aspect there's, to it. Yeah, it's not. It's all like, in her eyes. Not to keep dumping on King's Men, which I keep doing, but <laughs> they're not trying to go from this like perfect innocent person all the way down to this really like dark person. Yeah. They're starting her at like you know what? She I don't know if I can is. trust her. Yeah, right. yeah. What is she trying to do here? They yeah. want you unsettled. You're with way her. more effective doing that than trying to tell this whole narrative of like good, good, gone, totally good, gone, totally bad. Uh, yeah, a fun. A fun technique they use too is we talked about the, the exposition in the very beginning there and the George Sanders voiceover, but we're not going to get that George Sanders voiceover consistently, and we don't get it. I don't even think we get it again to the to the end. Do we even get have it at the very end? We get it one more time. Yeah. In there. So, but we we move into a Celeste Home yep. narration, and I believe a little later on there's even a Betty Davis narration. Yep. Yeah. So there is an unreliable narrator Which right from the start is of this amazing. thing. Very smart. And this is, you know, we, we've battled over voiceover uh, over the years. This is where now you're kind of using it 
to subvert the expectations of and the And it allows the bit. perspective to switch. You're not always yes. with Margaret. You're not always with Eve. You're with everybody from their perspective. And, you, you know, people see things differently. It's really interesting because you, as the viewer, are never 100% sure what's going on. And this is a movie about people seeing things differently. Right. You know, this is, yeah. a, this is a movie about perspective and identity. And... and, and, and your your entity within the industry and who you are and and listen each of the cast members is a different entity within this thing you have the director you have the screenwriter you have the producer you have the uh, the 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 star you have the upcoming ingenue you have the the outsider who's married into the industry so you get all the critic you know right. you have all yeah. the pieces all the players on stage so uh, perspective matters in this in this film. and i love those little side stories with all those players like you got, you have Bill as the director going from the theater to I'm assuming like big budget Hollywood. Yeah. And the little like side story with him. Oh, how could you leave the theater and go to this big like? Non- he has everything's stuff. theater. Yeah. Yeah. And he. It, that's like, what, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, that was that was a great. This is what, like when we talking about how there's similarities with Birdman. Yes. It's kind of the same thing where it's like, this dichotomy of theater versus film, and it's just like no, it's all. It's all bullshit. It's all the same thing. It's just the, it just it just looks different. One one day I'm going to have to take my uh, comeuppance on Birdman. That that movie is is perfectly worthy winner, and it's fine. You know, that a boy. I've been bad on it in the past. Uh, today is not that day because God, right. don't turn that. We we have we have this, we have an yeah. even medium here. Don't don't turn this, on me right now. This move, <laughs> this battle line right there. This, we're not moving the front today. This takes no. anything that Birdman tried to. Do and just blows. I it think out this of oh, this yeah, pushes yeah, Birdman down well, for this me. Is a, yeah, this is a this is a direct predecessor predecessor of Birdman. This is a yeah. predecessor of Chicago. This right. is a predecessor of um, Black Swan. You know, in these these movies, there's tons of movies that go back to this. Oh thing. man, oh this for sure, all about Steve the classic. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I, I do think that at this juncture, it's important to establish a couple things about Joe Mankiewicz as a director. Because he his style matters a lot for what for, for what this is is now he's he was notably not a visual director he had no interest in the camera in fact he battled with his his DPs often because they tried to make the shot more than it was and he was like no stop fucking with the camera leave it right where it is <laughs> it's, it's, it, it shows yeah it, it that's shows. where it is and let's go less is more with that yeah. and what's interesting about him too is he was always known as a as a, an actor's director more specifically okay. an actress's yeah. director he oh was, interesting he was well known for working with actresses and being considered one of like the favorite directors of, of oh of okay well that that really yeah. shows here because that the actors that bill lloyd you know they, they're they're good they're fine they're the good. actresses yeah. are the actresses amazing. were incredible across yeah. the board and i mean betty davis classic problem everybody told her she's gonna and she said he's my one of my favorite directors i ever worked with he talks about how she was just wonderful the entire time yeah it's like a little bit of chemistry a great quote here now this is this is directly from from uh, her uh, no, no this oh. quote is directly from joe mankovich oh, so i have a great one from her um he goes uh, uh ed, ed goulding gave me a call when he heard that when he heard that betty was coming on to the project uh, Ed Goulding, as you'll remember, was the director of uh, Grand Hotel. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, who was also known as a bit of a player's coach, too. He was like a, okay. you know, a, a kind of make everybody happy and get the project going. Uh, and uh, Ed Goulding said to me, this woman will annihilate you. <laughs> she will grind you into a fine powder and blow you away. Wow. So he goes, all right. So I didn't know because this, this was supposed to be Claudette Colbert right. uh, who, who won for it, it Happened One Night. We haven't gotten there yet, but... 
and she uh, broke her back or yep. like, like broke a disc in her back. Oh she got very hard. Movie. Yeah, yeah, she's in traction, so she was out. Yeah, <laughs> and they had trouble filling it, and it had to be Betty Davis and. The rest is history for me. Really, I mean, it, it Betty works. Davis yeah. said to Mankovich, as you said in interviews, you resurrected me from the dead. Yeah, and, wow. and he, he went on to say, Mankovich went on to say, never had anything but a great time with her. She was yep. perfect on set, and it was just a, it was just a, an amazing relationship. And she says he's one of the best directors she's worked for. It's just kind of one of those things. It was uh, a perfect amazing. storm. The timing, everything just worked. A, yeah. a producer that told her in the past you'll never work again was the one who gave her the script. That's so interesting. Yeah, it reminded me of when, when like the Braves got um, Gary Sheffield years back, and like they were like to Bobby Cox, like Bobby, this guy's a problem. He's bad news everywhere he's been. Bobby Cox, like yeah, he's, he's gonna be fine. Just put a bat in his hands, it'll be fine. And and that's what Betty Davis is. She's just, she's just got a bat in her hands, and she's just slugging. Yeah. She's just slugging as this whole movie goes through. And 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 Bobby Cox and Sheffield had a wonderful relationship. He was a great brave. And and then you know here you go with this. But talk about the director, right? So Betty Davis comes in day one. Her voice is torn apart from screaming at her soon to be ex husband. And Maggie's like, no, I love your voice. Just keep that. We're not going to go to the doctors. We're not going to just keep your voice that. It, work, for the rest it works of the time. for the character better yeah. than she's yeah. kind of had hard living. Yeah. But instead, yeah. of, instead of just being like, oh no, we're going to hold things off. No, no, I like it. It works with your character. It's great. You yeah. know, so when she says like, buckle up, it's going to be a ride. Like, it's perfect delivery. Yeah, yeah. I'm, oh God. And just have you just known people like that before? They're like, that is, well, I'm that getting, is so familiar. I'm just, getting drunk tonight, just, and you're all like, gonna I'm, have to deal I'm, with it. I'm mad. I'm mad at my. <laughs> You know, boyfriend, girlfriend, and I'm gonna ruin this night for everybody. Yeah. When, the, when like, she throws yeah. that olive in the empty cup, you're like, "Oh, it's on!" It's on. Yeah, it wasn't an olive, just... and we're gonna discuss that in the nitpick zone later. But that's uh, yeah, we'll save that. We'll save the Gibson for later. But the the yeah, the whole idea of like everyone knowing, like, okay, I've seen this. Like, is it in, is it ending or beginning? And then she gives a look. Everyone's like, oh. Well, oh, it's God. it's just you know it's coming. You don't know what it's going to look like, but you know, you know it's going to be bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh God, we've all been there. It's it's, it's yeah. scary to think about. I'm saying we've all been there. We're all there with knowing that person. Yes. Who's just, who's yeah. just going. Oh, Luckily, go. I haven't I haven't had to deal with a person like that since like I'm I've been 25. So like it's 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 been it's been good. Yeah, yeah. it's been about 25 hours for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> we live different lives. Yes, yes, indeed. I don't know. My youngest son pretty much says that every day. <laughs> He's like, buckle up, daddy. He's like, good luck, sucker. Yeah. I'm going to do parkour in the high chair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keeps, keeps it fresh. Different than Betty. But Betty Davis just had a kid, so she was coming in appreciating things. Because she was, what, 15 years off her last Oscar win? Right? Jezebel was 36? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, and, and only, I think it was six years since her last nomination. But right. I think her I mean, last nomination was... That was kind a, of an unmemorable performance. I don't have the movie off- offhand. Because that was the year after um, the one, the write-in nomination. She oh, got. okay, right. So, she did get a write-in. Yeah, so then yeah. the next year, she they just kind of, whatever she was in, they yeah. gave it to her. Even though even she said she didn't deserve it, and yeah. she was she thought who she was. And pe- six yeah. years may not seem a lot to us now, but back in the studio contract era, oh, different world. You're cranking up movies every year. I mean, oh, for numerous, sure. yeah. yeah, numerous. Movies. You're a contract right. player. Yeah, you're, contract you're doing, you're doing like right. three a year. Yeah. yeah. And because if you missed one, if you had, if you tried to sit, they added it to the back of the contract. So there was no like, oh, I'm going to read this script. Like, no, it's you finish one, you go to the next one. You're banging out. So six years, wow. especially for her. Like, she's someone that high up. I heard a critic talking about why this movie's getting getting remembered compared to Citizen Kane. You know, just because the two brothers wrote, wrote either one. 
And what was the, you know, kind of what was the difference here in that? And I think if you go to the visuals, that's probably it, right? The the the, yes. the Dutch angles and a lot of the stuff that Orson Welles brought. Citizen, Citizen Kane, the, the, here's the big difference. Citizen Kane is colder, but it's it's superior in the way it's crafted. Right. And All About Eve is not technically crafted all that grell, but like the humanity to it, the heart to it, the warmth to it. And the performances. Yeah, the performances blows, are better in this yeah. movie. Than oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It blows it doesn't get out of the water for that. Yeah. So it depends on what you're into. I do think that that visual gap is noticeable. Now, a lot of that is Orson Welles, though, too. Orson Welles really kind of oh, yeah. put a whole bunch yeah, yeah. into that. In the absolutely. But this project is interesting because you have Joe Mankiewicz, who's, as, as much as this movie really seems to be in love with theater and be involved with the play, and there's a lot of the actors who are theatrical players and whatnot, uh, Joe Mankiewicz never worked. No. He never worked in, in the theater whatsoever. He was strictly a movie director. Wow. So, but he's also anti big studio visual stuff that Cecil B. DeMille, you yeah, know. Yeah, no, that's the, not, the, he hates that stuff. Yeah, so he just, he wants it kind of like theater to film style, but has never worked in theater. So that makes the, He's a dialogue guy, yeah, but it makes it be, the themes of this movie that much more fascinating. So, right. Yeah, because yeah. he basically is a theater film director yeah like that's yeah. what it kind of feels like yeah. then you have him doing that but then you have celeste holm who was a theater actor who hated hollywood yeah she said you come to hollywood to learn how to eat a salad without messing up your lipstick she hated <laughs> so she, I, you know it's I such a different her. approach and it sounds like she was a nightmare to work with nightmare <laughs> everybody thought the betty davis was going to be the problem and celeste holm was just the one everybody hated it's this story about the theater but there's two hours and 20 minutes there's no sh- shots of theater like there's no on with an audience no, well, no yeah. with an audience no with an audience and, yeah. and i'm appreciative of that i think that's that correct didn't need this. It, this, sh- that's it not showed, the story it showed exactly what it needed to of the industry this, behind the scenes yeah. it's not yeah. a story about the play it's a story about the players yeah it yeah. showed i mean what it showed the curtain call and it showed a few rehearsals that's really all you one need one scene mattered yeah yeah now i want to you you passed a comment there joe with celeste home there's a lot of rumors about the behind the scenes of this film and and oh, cast yeah. this that I looked into a bunch of what I from what it seems like though is is that the whole cast got along very well. It was just Betty Davis and Celeste Holm who did not get along. It was the two of them. Yeah, it they sounds, didn't speak. They they oh interesting. They, they didn't day one. They had a bad interaction, and they yeah. just never spoke again. And mm-hmm. now George Sanderson tried to start some stuff. He was a shit. Sand- he was a favel. Sanders. Sanders. Sorry, he was a. You know, very much like Favel. So he or tried Favel to... Or Favel or, or DeWitt. Yeah, yeah. So he, he there threw too. things out about Ann Baxter and Betty Davis, but both of them were like, no, not at all. Yes, and Ann Baxter was like, no, no, she was great to me. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny because the, the the Karen and Margot, I, I thought those characters on screen Chemistry? Were it, mm-hmm. the, the, it doesn't matter what's like yeah, off screen. They just, they just yeah. had it together. You know what? Maybe that chemistry, it works because the chemistry's through the roof for the but fact that a, they... But, it's all, but it is also, I'm sorry, Joey. It is also, their relationship is contentious at times too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a scene where Celeste Holm has to kind of more or less break into laughter. Yeah, uh, when she just kind of is overwhelmed by everything going on and the irony, yeah, yeah. And she just bursts out. The laughing. dinner scene. Yeah, and so the one interaction that Joe alluded to there is, I guess that on the first day of set, Celeste Holm says to Betty Davis, "Good morning," and Betty Davis says something like, "Goes, ooh, shit, look at the manners on her or right. whatever." And then, like, ooh, gives, manner, good manners, yeah, good manners on like you sarcastic, or something. Yeah. They, they just like, just, I'm not talking to her anymore. Like, so they didn't talk. <laughs> but so in that scene where she bursts out laughing, you can even see kind of Betty Davis's reaction. And when they cut, you know, Betty Davis is all huffing and puffing. She's like, I can't do that. 
laugh like that. You know, I don't have that ability. She's like, how can you do that? And she's, I just do it. And and she's like, do you want to run that again? She's like, sure, let's do it again. And she just bursts out of laughing again. Yeah. So I guess I guess Betty always didn't have the ability to to burst out laughing. Celeste Holm really, really yeah, took that as a, as well, a, as if a W. If that is the real interaction of it, like, like fuck Betty Davis for getting like pissed at somebody <laughs> for saying good morning to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. I you know. But. I mean, she seems like a true diva. Star there, behavior. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, and, I, but and I, I, the art imitating life for this. Yeah, hundred really percent. I, I will. I mean, I've I've seen Celeste home twice. Saw her in Gentleman's Agreement in this, mm-hmm. and she was she might have been my favorite part of Gentleman's Agreement. Agreed. She, I loved. I loved she's her. She's the best in part this. of Gentleman's Agreement. Yeah, I I, I in this. I love her. I love yeah. Celeste home. I think she's great. Yeah, 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 for sure. She's the best part of Gentleman's Agreement. She's it's like her and John Garfield. I feel yeah, and Revere too. and Revere yeah. too is very yeah. good. Yeah, she's yeah. very good in this too. But man, I love Betty Davis. Just knowing she's an asshole makes makes me just like her. Even oh, that's more. a shock. Yeah, I'm you like, like somebody for being an asshole. That's like, weird. Standing up to everybody, I fucking love it. I will say, Joe, you're not the Betty Davis of BPC though. You don't have uh, you 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 do stand up, but you don't have that ego. No, you're a very you're a very egoless character. Betty Davis is you're not you don't walk in with a a, a mink coat and ask uh, no, I ask wish us to, us to like pick it up and move <laughs> next time maybe. Yeah. No, uh, I listen. I guess I I wanted. To, I think at the end of this, we're going to transition to Ann Baxter now, but I think at the end of this, we're going to have to have, you know, MVP stuff aside, we're going to have to have a head-to-head vote on the performances here. It's the only way to do it here. And and there's four of us here. So we'll have a Twitter poll too, and the Twitter will be the rubber vote if if we need it. Um, we'll do the Twitter poll either oh, way. Oh, with the four female performances? No, just the two. The two, oh, just the two. two ones. Okay. Yeah. So if you're if you're in the academy, who's getting your vote for best? I have a actress? great quote yeah. about that after we do yeah. that. Cool. That. Cool. But so uh, let's talk about about Anne Baxter's performance here. So she kind of comes into this as the lesser known actress here. She's got to play in the shadow of Betty Davis a little bit, and she's got a lot to do in this thing. What? Yeah. What she had to do could have gone so wrong so many times because it had to be subtle. It had to be very layered at all times, but also believable that you would believe these guarded, this guarded actress would let her in. That's, it was, that's key. That's yeah, key, Joe. Because if you think that Margot Channing is like getting duped, this is a very different movie. She has to believe everything. And, and, and you have to watch her devolve when she has to have that stand down with Birdie and like that all has to matter. You have to kind of get conned along with the other players. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got a Let's, way of doing that. It is not easy to portray an underhanded sociopath. Yeah. And that's and I I think that Ann Baxter does that brilliantly. And 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 she doesn't and Oz, I think you kind of made this point a little bit too. It's it, it isn't also like she's just simply cutting and pasting two performances oh, together no. where it's like, all right. For the first half of this movie, I'm just going to play this meek mouse, and then the second half, I'm going to be twirling my mustache and ha ha! I fooled you. You know, at like, all times, she's there's duality to she's everything. Calculated. Yes. And yeah. Everything she does is calculated. See, I had this thought throughout. Um, you know, she obviously did some bad things, but I think there's an argument to be made that she's the hero of the story, and uh, and and, and Margot is the villain. Like I think you could because trying do, to break up numerous marriages makes do, you the hero. We do this thing, especially now and probably throughout history, where we go, "You made it, good job. You ma- you did what you needed to do to make it." And she, especially in an entertainment field, a sports field, and you C- made capitalism. It. That's what we. That's what we do. And certain people, oh, good job, you made it. We don't care about who you stomped on the way. And certain people were like, oh. 
you stomped on people. We don't like you. And I don't know where that balance is. But, I mean, she made it. And and she made it in a very tough world. She made it with no help. And, yeah, she did some, obviously, towards the end, this took a, a turn where she did some really bad stuff. But, all right. So she probably did some things that, that Margot did. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, it's I think the that's same kind of I yeah. I don't think any of them are angels. Yeah, I don't think it's sim- as simple as good guy, bad guy no. in, in any of this. No, that's what I'm. I saying. don't think yeah, there's a hero. Yeah. There's definitely a villain or two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it, it, no, she she is a success story within this world, you know. And there is a bit of that cyclical process. Well, that's of, the best yeah, at the end. Yeah, the end when yeah, do we applaud people, and when do we? blame people and, and criticize people for well, their how much we think, know about them. Yeah, the I think it depends yeah. on how much of the truth we know. Right. Because if everyone knew the truth, yeah. she would be a villain. Yeah. But, you know, hey, there's an argument. Maybe uh, Margot should step aside at some point and let some of these, the, the young blood take these young roles. And but she, she does. does. Yeah. And she, she does. does. Well, that's yeah. what she does at the end. Right. She does yes, that. Sir. But see, that, that is the fun part about this movie is, is that you you start rooting for one and rooting against the other. Yeah, and about midway you start to turn, and one of them doesn't really change all that much, and the other one has been doing something all along, and it's like, wow, it's like this is the industry. It's kind of what Oz's point is: is like, well, you can't congratulate someone for something and then fault someone for right. the same thing. Yeah, of course, the messing with the spouses and this and that. Yeah, I do want to play a fun little game later. We could start kicking it around your ideas. I do want to do a, a, a who slept with who game and started figuring out which players slept with each other sure. I, I i think we could get interesting yeah it's, but, it, it's is a this movie is a very has a very sardonic view of the arts industry i, I don't i don't want to limit it to just theater but i because i think the point is it transcends into hollywood also i think oh yeah very much i so. think that's yeah. a it's a microcosm totally. it's an uh, allegory oh he's I, been, yeah. yes Bingo. Uh, I, so, I, I think he's using the stage yes. to comment about Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, and, and I think that there really aren't any heroes in this story. And no. everyone is, everyone's using each other for, to varying degrees. And obviously people are worse than others, right? But it's a, it's a scale. And there's a lot of gray area with it. Yeah. And you even have the Selma Ritter character who's essentially what Margot would have become had she not stepped out of the industry, right? Like she used to be like vaudeville or Yeah, she well something. vaudeville was the thing that yeah. so she used to be a star and now she's kind of working for the star. The, but she kind of she, she aged aged out of it. Right. Yeah. Right. And right. had Margot not left the industry, that's probably her path next. Right. Because that was Margot's whole concern about the aging. And Birdie is the perfect that was kind her, of next that was her main concern was aging. Yeah. Yeah. I think Birdie sniffed out Birdie. Oh, Birdie saw Eve day one. Oh. Because she saw the same thing with Margot. Based off what? Based off of their relationships. Based off Karen, her best friend, being sick of her and and doing things to make sure that she's not where she's supposed to be. Yeah, but Birdie yeah. doesn't see it. That Birdie's questioning before that happens. Yeah, but we're talking about, you're saying, oh, what what is that based off that you think Margot did yeah. anything wrong? Basing that off her alleged one of her best friends thinking that she's gotten too But arrogant. that's Karen. That's not Birdie. You said I, Birdie. I understand, but that's, we said, what's the evidence? The evidence is that. No, Birdie passes a, a line or two. <laughs> no, Birdie that, oh, sees it right away. That's yes, my, yes, yeah, yeah. So that's right. Birdie yeah. sniffs out Eve's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Birdie sees it right away. She sees Birdie's, right through Birdie's her. Birdie's calling Margot out in the beginning of this thing, too, though. Yeah, she calls you know, everybody saying, out. You know, oh, she go. Outsider comes to the room and all of a sudden you're, you're Hamlet's mother. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a great line. Yeah. She, I think this is, it's very clear 
that Margot is a handful to the people around her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah and, for sure. And, Absolutely. And that's where I'm getting that Birdie is able to identify other people doing this, going down the same path yeah. pretty easily. There's, I, I, I don't know if, I mean, it's, it's hard because we don't really know what Margot's story is. Aside from her, you know, coming out in the, in the Shakespeare play, stark naked at four years sure. old. Right. We don't really know her story. Like we do Eve's Right. Because she story. came up as a child. She doesn't know so who, it's all, it's all speculation. Right. She doesn't even know who, like she doesn't know who her understudy is. Right. But yeah, but that's just a self-obsessed actress. Right. Sure. Yeah. But she's been doing this since she was but, four. I mean, whether or not she like got ran out of town because she's sleeping with her bosses, with sleeping with her boss. Right. And, it's not like she know, came into this li- at 25. Lied about, lied about having a, a, a husband that died in the war. I guess right. we don't know. Listen, Margot's an asshole. Yeah. Right. She's a grade A asshole. I'm yeah. not saying she's not. And I'm not, I'm not saying that Karen and Bertie are were not sick of her shit because yeah. I'm sure they were. But well, like, I mean, Karen I, I obviously was. Yeah. I mean, she put things in motion. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I But... To what extent? We don't know. I, I I bet you Eve is worse. We don't know. If I had yeah. to guess, I would say Eve is worse. Well, yeah, because Eve kind of snuck in. Margot was in Eve, this forever. She was right. probably, I'm sure she cut a lot of people down, but she wasn't doing things differently. Oh, she definitely stepped on heads to get to the top. There's an amazing beat with Eve in the kind of the mid, mid-section, maybe early second act of this thing, when Eve is now working for, for Margot. And Birdie is, this is kind of the scene you guys are talking about where Birdie is, kind of explaining to Margot that this Eve's a bit of a problem. Yeah. You know, she's <laughs> watch overstepping out. her bounds. Like, right. watch out here this. And now Eve enters the room. And Eve, up until this point, is really, for the audience, she's strictly humble pie, you know, everything apologetic. I'm Star-struck. so sorry. So yeah. polite. So this, yeah. so this, so that. Birdie walks away from the bed. And Eve is looking at, at Margot. And she doesn't acknowledge... Birdie whatsoever just takes a step backwards, never yeah. loses eyes with Margot, just takes one step back and she passes. No, oh, excuse me. No, like Nothing. polite. Just it, just, just basically pretend she's not there except acknowledging her physically to let her through, which is that one little sign that goes, there's an ulterior motive true, here. True colors there. Yes. Because that's when you realize at no point is Eve not staring at Margot. This person's irrelevant. This and then the next scene is way. the bed, uh, birthday scene. I got to say, great names in this uh, Great in names. Margot Channing, Eve Harrington, Addison DeWitt, which that's, is my favorite of them a, all. That's it's a killer just, name. Addison DeWitt. My notes, I kept switching them between Addison DeWitt because I couldn't commit to which one I wanted to go with them. They're distinctive. They're, they're, they're good distinctive names. It's just important in a dialogue-heavy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lloyd Richards. Lloyd's a good Lloyd, one. Bill Sampson. Bill Simpson. Yeah. Max Fabian. <laughs> the party scene is, the, to me, and obviously this is kind of probably the scene that people bring up the most when they talk about this movie. We, you, you see this movie mentioned. It's it's the Big quote with the buckle up, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a bumpy night. The fun of this scene is you have all the players on the stage together. Yep. This is the kind yeah. of the one moment of the movie where they're all in the mix. Yep. You the get choreography is everywhere. You get, yeah, they're all in there and they're all interacting with each other. And now we're, we're, this is kind of the boiling plate of of the film. That's that's one of the scenes that I, I think were shot was shot like extremely well. I think great, you said it before, nothing like blows yep. you away about how it's like shot, right. I agree. Like that's not there's, something. There's, that's gonna... there's not really like a lot of artistic. No, the camera is not intrusive it's here. Just, the camera right. lets the actors it kind of just do the lets job. Every, lets the actors it took him a week to film it. And is that right? It took him a week to film it, and the camera just stayed out. Let the actors act. Yeah. It's overall not something that's going to hold up like super well against the ones that are known for how it's shot. On oh, this list. oh no! But absolutely that not. party scene, I think, is like 
perfectly. It looks perfectly great. placed. The frame, it, it's the, all framed. Everything's yeah. framed yeah. very well. Yeah. Everything's framed very well. In terms of all the players being on stage together, boy, this is a lineup that doesn't quit. No, so, I mean it's this killer is, from top to bottom. Wow. It's we killer. talk ensemble cast. We talk about great performances. I mean, this is like. This is as well cast and a well executed of a performance. I mean, it is that that lineup that you just there's no outs in it. Like, you got, how am I going to get through this thing? You know, how am I going to pitch Frank like, through this thing? Even like if you want to say like Marilyn Monroe's the nine hitter, she kills it. Yeah, she's yeah. Just, and, 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 and she's like, just and up like, from and, AAA and she's and got a bright three, future. And, a, and like the three minutes she's in, she destroys. Yep. like she's great. Now I have to say, I had no idea she was in this movie. I had no idea. Oh wow. And to the point where she came on screen when I when I watched this the other day because I remember I hadn't seen this thing in in fifteen plus years. She on screen. I'm like, wow, that's an extremely attractive woman. What is <laughs> that? Like, geez. yeah, she is. And, she is and beautiful. Just didn't. I'm like, that's probably somebody. I mean, why do they just find this this beautiful woman for this cat? And then I see the credits at the end of the movie and see Marilyn Monroe. I'm like, oh, duh. Like, <laughs> of course. It's Marilyn Monroe. Like, geez. On 24. the streamers. I rented this for, from Amazon. She's one of the top build. Of course. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. the, of course. She might be the, yeah. one of the biggest That's stars in this movie. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. It, it, yeah. It's just because it's Marilyn Monroe. And, yeah. like, and yeah. even even the they give. Rewriting like, history. She is a, a really like a like a tertiary character. And, they're, and, and she gets Great lines to say. Yeah, too. she does. She has great one. Well, she kind of gets that guy to get her a drink. All I want is like, a drink. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to cause trouble. Wait, I, I have it written down yeah. somewhere. It's like I don't want to cause trouble. There's I just no waste of line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, are, there all, are there auditions on TV? <laughs> yeah. TV all, is almost all, all auditions. There's no wasted lines in this movie. When she asked no, for a drink, really I paused not. it and I made her a drink and I brought it back. So <laughs> I, just, I put it through the television. <laughs> like, well, what if what if a man's name is Butler here and I call for Butler? He's like, you have a point here. <laughs> An idiotic one, but a point. I, I think I said the same thing. I was like, huh, good point. <laughs> that is something we need to bring to the rankings episode. It's like, oh, you have a point. An idiotic one. <laughs> but it is a point nonetheless. It is a point. I mean, I think I've said that. <laughs> it's less uh, cleverly and much meaner. George Stan- Sanders is, is I guess, next here. We'll, we'll talk about the other guys because the other guys kind of are, you know, those are your, those are more your seven, eight, nine hitters than yeah. this thing. But George Sanders, man, to quote Stewie Griffin, so deliciously evil. You know, he really just has that like. She's that, just a spot stir. What's so yeah. s- sinful about the industry? In quotes, yep. you know, like that that dark side he is, of the industry. He is the, the embodiment of the dark side of it. Yeah, yeah. for he's, sure. He's the all seeing critic who pulls strings and just sets things in motion and does it with such class. Yep. Yeah, just does it and he looks great. Class. My yep. God, if I wore a suit like that, I would wear a suit. He's every a day. handsome man. He's and, a handsome man. And there's something so aesthetically powerful about him towering over everybody. Yes. Oh, he's so being the tallest yeah. guy there. He's looming over the uh, everybody involved. I don't think it is a accident oh, that he is all. much more imposing than everyone of else oh, because for sure. like of how much weight critics hold over all of these people. They're towering over the industry. Yeah, yeah, like brilliant bit of casting not just because of his attributes as an actor but just his physical presence mm. just how overpowering he is compared to everyone else. He's the best male performance. Oh uh, yeah, by, by far, oh, yeah, for sure. And it's not even that the other the other guys were bad. Great, no, yeah. nobody's nobody's, nobody's bad. bad. No. There's not one performance that's bad in this. But Addison is he's at it. He's operating differently. Oh, yeah. and you know for sure. Yeah. And thinking about all like the stuff with Citizen Kane and how much critics had to do with kind of hurting that movie with the release and all the Hearst papers and whatnot. It's really interesting how 
the critics do. It's a little, yeah. no, it's a little knock on on critics. I oh, love it's, it. It's yeah. more than a oh, little yeah. knock. Oh, they're 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 he's dragging, trashing. They're no. dragging critics through the mud. But he wins, though. Uh, at the end of the day, critics always. I mean, win. if you have to say who which character wins this, like at the end. It's probably Addison. Yeah. And Eve at the end of this is is Jafar at the end of Aladdin. You know? <laughs> I have all cosmic powers! As and then George Stander comes in, he's an itty-bitty living space. <laughs> he rubs the lamp. Yeah, yeah. that's that. Um, but it, uh, out of all the characters, this one, uh, the Addison DeWitt character, is the most personal to... You could this feel was it. the one and... Yeah, it um, feels it. Yeah, his son is a, a film historian. Uh, not Ben... Ben is the one you see on TCM. He's probably the grandson. Okay. He's uh, the grandson. Yeah, he's the grandson. Yeah, he's the, the grandson. father was a historian. Yes. He was the one I, I was uh, listening to talk, and the, there's a little bit of like a he's, making up. There's a couple things, yeah. yeah. One of the things that he was saying is that he watches this film and just and just through that character, just heard all the things he heard his dad bitching about over the years. You know, like this <laughs> fucking person doing this, and this person doing that. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, he just put them all into one character. Just the poetry of all of these these the line deliveries of these oh, characters. So it's good. Just, it's so good. It really is such a well-written script, and, and not overwritten. No, you know, well, that's to, the other thing. And, and a little it's, credit to that is to the performance, it's, too. It's that's all, where it is. It's all, usually when you have, well, this is your issue with Aaron Sorkin, where right. like, everything is so clever and so quick, it doesn't seem believable. It this in this world, it just fits perfectly, yes. yeah. and none of it feels forced. And all the actors were capable of handling. Yeah, you know, yeah. There, there's not an actor or actress in here who couldn't deal with the 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 dialogue, which happens in Sorkin movies sometimes, where it stands out because and an actor can't do I, it. I think you can contribute. You can attribute that to. Mankiewicz being a an actor's director, yes. right? Hundred yeah. percent. I think that's correct. So watch the West Wing. You should see us some real Sorkin shit. <laughs> I've seen I've seen Newsroom. Yeah. That's a good comparison there because West Wing is before he's a little too high on himself. So I think he's working through it and he's imagining it. Newsroom is when he starts to get like I'm Aaron Sorkin. He's and here's feeling what himself. We're doing. And he's there's example. Yeah, yeah, and there's examples of exactly what Joey's talking about. People who can't hang. And you feel that. that. That's yeah. Yeah. especially in the in the television atmosphere. It was it's it's a little not great. West Wing, two episodes in a row though, huh? Yeah, look at that. Yeah, was Rob know, Lowe in this one. Um, <laughs> I will say there are a couple moments in this one where it's kind of like the lights dim and the spotlights going on this person and they're giving a monologue. There are some moments. The one that comes I'm to okay mind. I'm okay with that though. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you put a good phrase to it, Grant, is that it works in this world. And, yeah. And I would agree with that. For for me, there's moments where I'm kind of like, there's specifically there's one in the, in the beginning where uh, the director is, uh, is um, Gary Merrill, right? Bill, Bill Simpson. Simpson. Yeah, where he kind of goes off on the stage. And I know a lot of people like that, that little monologue of his. For me, it's a little like, kind of like, okay, I see what we're doing here. You know, we're, we're delivering yeah, I, your... It's, it's overplayed, but I feel like from a blowhard director, it makes sense. Yeah, that, that's I, the thing. I believed it's, it with a character. Yeah. Mm. Because I... I and, and that worked a lot better second watch for me. Right. And he's, and he's like really, and he's like trying to impress this young, right. impressionable girl. There's like kind of awestruck by everything going on. There's a bit of that staring off into the distance vibe about it, though. And 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 Anne Baxter has a couple of those too. I think she does it a little more eloquently. We we skip by this, but so I don't I don't want to forget it because I have to bring it up. Her her opening story, her backstory. To me, I I love. That section of it's a film. great monologue. It's brilliant. It's a and, great monologue. Like I've seen this movie before, and I'm watching, and like 
falling in love with her little story. You know, it's like, oh God, that's so nice. What what a what a great little story. It's yeah. like she's fooling me all over again. You know, yeah, and it's, it, yeah. it's so it's amazing to see that knowing that she's full of shit too. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so much it's, fun to watch that. We've talked about this in the past, uh, especially with you, Oz. The whole thing about like if you have to rewatch a movie, yeah. to like fully understand it or to get like a different perspective. I feel like a second watch on this movie really makes this movie even more brilliant. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I, my problem is having to watch a, 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 a multiple viewings to make it like a good to great movie. Okay, and I think that's key because this this is, is a good, good to great movie. Yeah, this is right. good to great. This is it great gets right more away. enriching. Yeah, sure. Second, as okay. you see things. But now, do you think that's? Do you think the bookends help that? With them kind I of do. suggesting yes. to you in the beginning I, that there is I some sort of turn. There's watching watching this movie for the second time at the at the awards ceremony knowing what happened seeing Margot, seeing karen seeing everyone else and it, it's just it's just so much more tasty yeah I it really it. is it's great i love it and it's stuff i would usually hate and i always i'm like why are why are why are filmmakers even doing that but then you see this and you're like oh i kind of get why filmmakers would be doing that because when it works and, it's and, pretty awesome and all about eve is a movie that you would gladly watch more than once yeah and i think man so if i just compare this to like a rebecca okay and, that's a great example and and i'll do this in a way that if you haven't seen rebecca it doesn't really matter but like rebecca is you have no idea where those characters are going and you're not supposed to so like when it's over it's like oh shit that guy went that way that guy went that way and that person went that way i have to go back and watch this and, and make some sense out of this where this one in the very beginning, they kind of tell you where you're going to end up. Yeah. And it's funny. I think Sunset Boulevard kind of does that. Yeah. Too. Oh, but like they yeah it starts, starts at the end. Goes yeah, they to the end. And, yeah. and that does it a little more graphically. Yes. I mean, well, this it is has more, a dead body this, in it. Yeah. This is subtly that, because... You, yeah, we know that she's going to be a, a person of importance and she starts low and there's going to be climb. But we the, don't know about all the twists and turns. But we have an idea that the we're... The reactions. The yeah, body language well, you know, so You know good. that Margot is not happy with what's going on but you're never you're never sure and then right. re-watching yeah. it all I'm like, it's not just wow. like yeah 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 last night I jumped to Mandalay and then we're just <laughs> right and then you're driving into Mandalay right we don't know right. what the hell's going on yeah so, uh, so I agree and and I think that as that's more the movie that annoys you is the, is Rebecca where you ha- you're kind of forced to watch it again to appreciate yeah, and Re- it Rebecca's kind of about like it's like, almost like a whodunit kind of deal mm-hmm. and this is thank god they didn't do I was like watching this I was like oh man I hope they don't have Eve kill somebody. That would be no, cool. this, like kill Margot. Yeah. Like, this works as like a non film. If they would have done yeah. that, I would have been so like that would have been so deflating if it ended with it would have been Eve a cop out for yeah, this. Totally. Um them not doing that makes it so much so much more watchable, so much more entertaining. Like yeah. Right off it's the just, right off the jump. It's just more substantial. Yeah. yeah. More personal, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Definitely, Timeless. Definitely like, more it, personal. Yeah. Uh anyway, just shout out some things on the other the other guys this week. We mentioned uh we mentioned Bill's uh, Gary Merrill's Bill Simpson a little bit. Max Fabian, the producer, and also Lloyd Richards. Lloyd, yeah, I liked Lloyd. Um, Hugh Marlowe. I, I loved the scene when Margot misses the um, the practice after. Mm. And they're kind of yelling at each other from other ends. And when he's and walking he, in and out of the stage. Yeah. yeah, great scene. And yeah. This this, the design is so good. Kind of this kind of friction between someone on the stage and someone off the stage mm. and what's more important is such a like a little that's cool mini story tale, they're, they're it's definitely, a, that's a tale as old as time yeah and it, it kind of goes back to my like all right lloyd's obviously had to deal with her for a long lloyd's had to deal with her for a long time and he's had 
But he's he, had it with her. Mm-hmm. And he says, this is my line of the movie, when they're arguing. Lloyd says, there comes a time that a piano realizes that it, is, that it has not written a concerto. Yeah, and then a backup line. line in the movie is her response, where she says, playwright, the playwright doesn't make the performance. So yes. it's just, she thinks it's performance, he thinks it's the writing, and it's just like, and meanwhile, it's past this. Of course. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's they they both need to work together. Right. But and, the yeah. point but of view is so important. Yeah. He's, Lloyd's been writing all these parts for her forever. He's writing Cora for her now. Right. But yeah. realizing that Cora's he, not right for her right. anymore, but still attached to her because he's been writing her last few roles. And, it's so much. And I get the sense that he did not want her to be Cora. And she actually, deep down, didn't really want it. To, to be Cora, right? And she, it kind of just well, I, like it was I just kind of they have to because they're almost they're quote unquote married, you know, kind of. Kind I, of yeah, thing. I think there was a lot of it where she was becoming very self aware, and and this and she alludes to this at the at the at her party where she's like, "I'm 40 years old now, I can't keep playing these roles. It's ridiculous." Right. right. And Betty Davis talks about how like she had a kid right before, like two years before that, she had a kid mm-hmm. and. You know, she her perspective kind of changed a little bit. Now going into this, where now Margot's perspective is changing on things as she's getting older. She gets so, married, and yeah, right. So just looking at like how the difference of like, hey, now you can't, you're not you playing the 24 year old doesn't make sense anymore. Like you right. have to be the yeah. next step. Yeah, exactly. And how that was happening in her real life. And here's one of the one of the glazeovers of the whole movie is is that. These people can't get in a room together and just have this conversation and figure it out amongst themselves. There has to be deceit yeah. and and backstabbing and well, you know, that, can't, well, well there's, that, pride, there's too much pride involved. Right. Well, that, that whole that whole shtick that Margot had, like, okay, I'm ready now. She's like, oh, yeah, understudy, <laughs> yeah, and, what? And he's oh like, my. you know, you know, yeah. It's oh, like man. she's because that's. That's just the type of person she is. Yeah. yeah. And despite all my defense of Eve, I don't think she would allow for that. That wouldn't work. Putting them all in a room and talking it out. Eve would just come up with some manipulation attempt. Right? No, Eve I mean, was always steps ahead before that conversation. Yeah, they gotta they gotta like siphon the gas out of a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. They gotta <laughs> be some some diabolical plan, you know. But that's that's Hollywood. That's yeah. the industry. If there has to be some some you need the Margos and the Eves yeah. going at each other with the Karens trying to well, I think, balance it. I think Karen is is kind of us watching Margot and Eve and it's like all right yeah Margot's a super pain in the ass and I've had it with her and I'm done but she and makes everybody she, money but now she's trying to kind of tag team with Eve and it's almost like oh oh shit the devil I knew was way better than this devil and then she yeah. runs back to yeah. Margot you know Eve um Karen is definitely the surrogate to the audience conduit yeah so she like we are kind of in her place because right. we're completely uh, we're just we're just painting still lives in our living room right. like she is uh, well, well she, while she's there because of her now. friends and her husband and, right. yeah, but she, she has she, power because of it because her husband kind of goes with what she says well, he trusts yeah, her she, he trusts her to make right decisions yeah and yeah. she represents more than just the conduit also is that she she is the outsider with one foot in the industry getting involved where maybe she shouldn't. And, and she's and, able to see things differently because she's not so entrenched in it. Yeah, yeah. and that's probably more Creating, creating a monster, kind of. That's more, probably more relevant on the meta side of things right. for the people I agree. in the industry. But she also works as an excellent audience surrogate, too, 100%. where we're kind of, we're rooting for this person over that person, and then the shift happens, and now it's like, oh, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> because Karen, you know, with that bathroom scene with Karen and Eve, yeah. is so good, and it's like, well, that's, oh, how's that? <laughs> Yeah. Is that an Alec Guinness there, Greg? Yeah, that was, awesome. that, was awesome. <laughs> that, that was that was that was when like that's when Eve went like 
full sociopath. But her... That's, that's when she like unleashed it. But Anne Baxter is unbelievable in that unbelievable. scene. Unbelievable. Because she's so apologetic at first. And then when she's like, wait a second. Fuck this. By the way, yeah. this is what's going to happen. And if not, yeah. I'm going to destroy it's like, oh, everything. Yeah, you, you should sit down. You look a little wobbly. But like Anne just... Baxter's... Perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Her and her facial expressions yeah. change just enough, and then you see them all back to all the scenes before, where it's and like, oh, you saw, yeah, you and, knew. Yeah, and Celeste Holm, Celeste Holm plays off that perfectly yep. also. I, have a, I do have a question. That whole blackmail thing, was that all bullshit? Like, DeWitt did not know about that? About what part? Uh, no, about, he, like the, about the sabotage to cause the... He knew about the bigger story. He didn't know about that part. So he, so he didn't know that... He that Karen, role, he didn't know the role that Karen played. That Karen missed with the gas. Okay, and so stuff. he was okay. He did know though that she that she was aware before. that Margot wasn't going to make the point. right because she made the phone calls. Yes, but didn't so know Karen's involvement. Yeah, yeah. So he did. He did know there was some so, something. Afoot. Yes, but so he it, kept out of that to keep that relationship to yeah, then right. keep. Yeah, because he he was able to get everybody in there. Okay, and that's one of my favorite like Margot parts when she's because that's when she's narrating and she's like. And all the papers were there, which is very interesting for an understudy's performance. And it's yeah, yeah that little two-faced bastard, Addison. Addison. He is, he's like four-faced. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-faced. Kieran, I know that um, you love, when we talk about The Wire, you love Herc. Because Herc is always in it for himself. Yeah, I hate her, but I love. But you love. He's always the, a, and like yeah. that's Addison. Like he's always. Yes. You can always count on Addison to do things for himself and no one else. Yes, yeah, yeah. much much more control than Herc is in. Herc oh well, is Herc, Herc is a fucking idiot. <laughs> Addison is like smart and clever. Herc is just like uh, fuzzy Dunlap. Yeah. yeah. His his character on Entourage was so unlikable amongst an entire cast of unlikable characters that he got. Oh off. God, I forgot that he was <laughs> Dom in it. the cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stole oh, like the God. Shrek. He stole like the Shrek statue or something. Oh God, yeah. The yeah. audience was like, "Listen, uh, we're not doing this." Yeah, guy, three right? episodes. That's it. That's <laughs> all we want from him. You're done. Uh, Ann Baxter on her character when they interviewed her about her, and and she said that Eve had to be someone who could walk in and out of her friends' hearts without knocking. I love that little Ooh, line. That's her describing her character. And she said it, she tried to embody bitch virtuosity. Yep. I, that, the yes. bitch virtuosity. I, yeah. That's my favorite line. I love, I love that. Pretty band. good. Yeah, walking in and out of your friend's hearts without but knocking. She, just, she understood what that character was so, so well. much. Yeah. It really is. It, I mean, it makes sense given how well loved this movie is. Everyone that was hired to do their job did their job exactly the way it needed to be done. No one was too over the top or too subdued everyone knew exactly what was expected of them and everyone delivered and it's that's really rare usually in the best usually in like even the best movies we can say like all right well this this person wasn't that great or this person overdid it there are just very little weak spots yeah, in well, this movie i mean for every one of these we have to pick an lvp yeah and we know how easier hard it is i mean there's times where you, you, you Take your pick, right? And, and there's other times like this where, like on screen, who are you really gonna pick? You right. know, it's, it's it, like I said, the lineup has no outs in it. You know, you're gonna, you just, you're gonna hope you're gonna hit line drives right at people because it's they're, they're just everybody takes their little piece, delivers what they have to deliver, and represents. If we're going back to a wire quote, there, uh, Grant, all the pieces matter. Yeah, you know, and they each represent an intricate piece of the puzzle here. And that makes the movie work. Every everyone has in in the allegory of the industry. Every character, no matter how small, has a part to play, and they represent something. Whether or not, whether the emphasis is put on them or not, 
Everyone represents something. Mar- Marilyn Monroe, she's in two scenes. She represents something. She represents mm-hmm. like the up and coming starlet that doesn't have the. Like, no, she's not cutthroat. She's got she looks. Is, she and she has not, the looks, but not the chops. Yeah, yep. she, yeah. Well, she does, and she does not have the. Yeah, like like Joey says, the ability to ruin people's lives to get ahead. It's, but it's like an all. It's like a self-contained community that it oh, all sure. relies on each other to yeah. work. But like and I, function. Yeah, and I feel like the theater community or the actor community is very self-contained also. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about the two kind of key end scenes here. We have the 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 showdown between Addison DeWitt and Eve Harrington. This is the classic big fish in the small pond eating the other fish and swimming out into the ocean and, and meeting the shark. Yeah. And we've gotten all the reveals out of Eve and her kind of master plan. And here is now Addison DeWitt to unravel oh, her, her, her story. And it's just... It's real fun to see here. I mean, you know, it's not it's not necessarily fun watching him smack her. You know that that part's a little, that's a little much. <laughs> yeah, but but the uh, verbal part is great. The verbal part, it's, yeah, the, t- t- picking her story apart and showing how his his master plan is so much greater than my than hers. my quote of the movies in this. Yeah, well, let's go. There never was, and there will never be another like you, Eve. I fucking love it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. She was playing chess, and he was playing three D chess. <laughs> yeah, like he like he knew. Like he, he was the Russian computer or yeah, the computer against yeah, the Russian, right? Yeah. He, so he like, like he knew exactly what she was doing and she was doing a great job, but he's just like, eventually all of this is going to implode on her and I'm going to be there to latch onto her like, like a right. parasite yeah, and, and kind of force a relationship into this. And it shows just where everyone's coming from, right? Like Margo's worried about Margo and Margo's next role. Lloyd's worried about his next play. Addison's worried about the big picture. Just power. Just yep. power in general. And so he's gonna he's the only one. Now, but Birdie is seeing things, but Birdie's worried about Margot. Addison's worried, like you said, power. So he's gonna do the whole thing. He's finding out fake names. He's the boss's wife, like he's doing he, the research, yeah. Yeah. I love the the step by step with that story. Cause in the in the beginning when she first did the monologue, I didn't catch I didn't sniff that out first time around. I don't know if you guys like sniffed I, it no, out first time it, around. I was like It I, felt suspicious to me. I, I was no I I, I, I was so in catch. on it. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I was too. I'd yeah. seen the movie before and I was in on it. I told you I didn't catch yeah. it. the only reason that I, I I had I had remembered that right. the, that that scene is so memorable it's, in the end so I remember that this was that this was gonna get foiled something's fishy but, I was, but then no, there's but a, while she was delivering it I'm like oh what a great story yeah, yeah, you know? right. and then you're like wait a minute when Eddie didn't is... get there I was like I literally was like no but then part two is there's that scene where he starts to ask her and push her about it and she's about like oh the, I'm gonna jump in the shower and then yeah. I'm like oh, what's, yeah, what's, yeah. what's Eddie what's exactly. Eddie's, exactly. Greg. What's, Eddie's exactly. last, what's Eddie's last name Wow. Right, and, and so I'm like, oh, something's and up. She and comes the, out the, the towel. The, or the, the nail in the coffin at the end was just, it was like rewarding in a way to see, even though he's not really like a likable guy, Addison. No. But it was like kind of cool to see that progress and they didn't we, leave that on the table. We love, a good, we love a good heel versus heel paper. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like, which, they don't which, sell, which, dude. They don't yeah, sell. Yeah, I but mean, you know what? Sometimes you, you got to... Listen, like, it's thing, not for mania. It's for the small ones. The the thing, I think, see, I think Eve's a tweener, all right? She's not... See, the thing about Addison is that he's very upfront about who he is. Yes, that's true. Eve is Eve yeah. is trying to lie about who she is, and everyone everyone knows Addison is a snake, right? And There's, he and he admits that he's, he's a, a useful snake. snake, but he's also yeah. a little more he's a little more seasoned in his oh, he's field. polished, yeah, for so, sure. But he does he's not ashamed of but who that's, he is. That's kind of what right. I was talking about before, where where almost excusing Addison 
while being like, I can't believe Eve did. But he's telling you he's a scumbag. Well, At no point is he not pretending he's a scumbag. I don't think anyone here likes right. Addison. No, 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 no. He's 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 letting you know. He's I, gonna I, I, stir, I, I, stir I will, shit. I do. I do. That tracks. No. There's a there's a a, a a layered thing with here too. There's an identity issue here too. Yeah. Because I don't think Eve knows who Eve is. Eve isn't Eve. Eve is what Beatrice or what is it? What Beatrice Germansky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but it, it Eve doesn't know who Eve is. She's been pretending so long that she doesn't know who who herself is. And because of that, she's become so self consumed. That she can't see what Addison is, even though it's right. He's not. He, like I said, he's not pretending. He walks in with Marilyn Monroe. He ditches her, picks up Eve. The second another young lady comes along, he goes, "What's your name?" Let's say. Yeah. That's, so that's so that's amazing. Oh. You said that because I, I get I get the feeling that what why Bertie's a little annoyed with Margot and why Karen is clearly annoyed with Margot is because she used to know who. She was, and then she just became her character, and they're annoyed by that. And Eve just doesn't really never knew who she was, and she's just this character, and it's just such a fun. Eve just never was. She was just trying to always be the next. Her whole life is a performance, right? Her whole life is a performance. That's 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 the big that's the big idea. Because Margot kind of gains awareness through this, while Eve gets more lost sort in what she's of. doing. But she does when she turns down Cora. She's finally getting awareness. Like mm-hmm. this isn't for me. Like I, it's time to get married. It's time to be the next stage. I, I think a lot of that came from that that car. We didn't talk at all about the car conversation. Mm. There's a great which, scene. Which is a great, great scene, scene about about you. You finally, you finally hear Margot. Be real about her vulnerability. A little humanity, Adam. Yeah, her. and just how when you, as a woman, when you climb the ladder. Let's see if I. Ha- funny business, a woman's career. The things you drop on your way up the ladder, so you can move faster. You forget you'll need them again when you go back to being a woman. Oh, it's a great line. It's Unbelievable such a great line. line. And it's and and that's like she's she's forty years old, and she's kind of looking back. She's looking down at the the second half of her life. And she's starting to feel this vulnerability here. And I, I think without that scene, she would not relinquish her role as Cora. Correct. I agree with yeah. that. And and she does find some self at the end of this. She does 100%. find love. I think and, so, yeah. Yeah, and she, she escapes the monster a bit, you know, and And it's so important for her when she, like her turning it down like matters so profoundly because she's the, you know we first see her it's all about i'm 40 playing 24 like how long can this go and now she's like this isn't right like i'm getting married tomorrow there's a little bit of leo and matt damon from departed there with you have uh <laughs> you have ann baxter in the matt damon role and uh it doesn't doesn't know who she is it can't escape it and and you know at the end betty davis just wants out of this thing just get me out but yeah. you know identity because i Eve has no. Eve doesn't have. She's changing her name. She's lying about everything. Like she's just being what she thinks Margot is, and Margot's becoming kind of self fulfilled. It's everybody's evolving very differently. I, I didn't take it as like a happy ending for Margot, though. I took it as she still was a little bitter. She still thought it was her award. She still yeah. thought it was her world. You know, yeah, she, yeah, so yeah. She gave yeah, up. I'm, she gave up Cora. But. She gets the she gets the the, the zinger at the end though. She does. Oh, she that, put that put that award uh, where where your heart should be. That yeah. line delivery is yeah. an all time line delivery. And whenever there's like movie yeah. clips, that the that line needs to be there. And the fact that it's and, not and pisses me off. And that is and that is after at the party where she says the line like, 
oh, everybody has a heart. Most people anyway. Most people anyway. So like yeah. the fact that she calls Eve Eve heartless, it means a lot to her because she's like, okay, well, no matter how bad people are, most of them have hearts. Right. Yeah. But like not you. Right. <laughs> you, you are the worst. I've you, seen a lot. You're the worst you of the, the worst. worst. And, and yeah. you know what though, Oz, is it is a happy ending, but the performance projects bitterness mm-hmm. which is better than a happy perfect yeah. and it's there's wonderful. a lot of there's a lot of betty davis oh that. she's like that like that betty davis isn't gonna sit there smiling at the end and say well i got married and those guys like, listen nah. this more imi- art imitating life betty davis and the guy who plays samson get married yeah they get divorced 10 years later and they and betty davis says we literally married our characters and once we realized we weren't them like they adopted wow. a kid guess what God, they named I their adopted kid margo yes wow get the- yeah, and and like she just went through a divorce coming into the so project did he. too. Oh God, he was married. That's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> he was Jesus married Christ. when they met. Then he was flying just back so to to the to the um to meet her to meet everybody. He was flying with the guy who played Lloyd Richardson, and he was like, I can't stop thinking about Betty Davis. And he the first then the first day they're like all hanging out. She goes to smoke a cigarette, and he goes to light it, and she goes, Samson wouldn't light my cigarette. And he's like, You're right. That was it. Yeah, wow. and, and so apparently she was pitching to Mankiewicz to write a sequel where it oh. explores the life of, of Margot and Samson uh, Margot and, and Samson and what you know what what happens to them as they leave the business this and that and you know as the years before where they divorced about 10 years later yeah. 10 years to the day of to, marriage to the day of yeah. marriage 10 years later so they were at a um, Happy anniversary yeah they were at a, a, a an event of sorts and she bumped into Mankiewicz and said never mind about that sequel Joe I lived it Oh, so funny. You, you, we spoke about the uh, sequel to Patton, and I just like completely giggled during that episode. Because I, was like, I can't believe they're doing a sequel to this. <laughs> Patton. I'm in for that sequel. I wish yeah. they would have done it in. All about all, all about, about Margo, Margo and Margo. all about Margo and Bill. All about Margo. <laughs> give me give me the same players, and I'm in. Everybody loves Margo. Well, well because what's two years after that? Baby Jane. Uh, and another, the next layer of meta with this whole thing. Exactly. I, I got to say that that closing scene in the end. The awards and, and she's thanking each person wonderfully filmed the shot and they're all just sitting there just like this, this fucking bitch and, and, <laughs> it's Oz, so good because they know her better than anyone else in that room Oz will appreciate this it reminded me exactly of a of a, a finale of a season of Survivor where it's yes. just like the two survivors left that voted everyone out and they're both like pitching and like campaigning and everyone's sitting there miserable like fuck these two people and you have to vote, I gotta for, vote someone. for one of these you two assholes to, yeah. like yeah. that's so that's a I love yeah. it it's like, uh, oh, I got to vote for the person who screwed me or the one who screwed me more. Yeah, you know, exactly. I got it. Like, let's clap. Let's talk about the ending ending. Phoebo? Okay. Uh, the, with the Phoebes. <laughs> so good. Um, when we talk about how there's really no shots in this movie that are incredible, mm, the final one. that last shot is Agreed. absolutely yeah, I, breathtaking. Right. Fantastic. With the infinite Fantastic. mirrors. Yep. And, and how like it's it just says, like this. what happened here with Eve, what happened here with Phoebe, it's going to go on and on and on and on and on, and it will never stop. But there was never one like you, Eve. You're the worst <laughs> of the worst. It's mm-hmm. as it's it's beautiful. It's as good as a, of an ending as I think that we've covered. It's so, I agree. It's so correct. Good. And that's my almost my defense of the beginning is because you're not getting that ending without the beginning. I agree okay, with you. And and so that was my question that I wanted to. I ask, understand is, the, the critiques we, of the beginning. Do we need the beginning? Yes, I, for the end. You both guys I both think so. so. Yes, and Grant, I, I, think, I don't think you need as much of it. I don't think you need any of the Dewitt stuff. What if we don't know 
what if we don't know Eve's future before we see her in the rain? How, I think how it, does that change I, the movie? I just think it helps the payoff at the end. Just that final shot of her in the mirror is like I think it works because Addison's telling us where it is, and then we just get to we get shot out of a rocket after that. It's so funny that I have the same question about the movie that's went up for for best picture. And and if you got rid of the beginning, is it a better movie? Does the beginning hurt kind of the and I think in this instance, I think the two guys may have sold me. I, I do think the beginning I, could be cleaned up a bit. I, 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 I like the beginning scene. I just think that the Sanders the Sanders exposition dump is unnecessary. I think it's kind of sets the movie off on the wrong foot. All right, but l- let me ask you this then. So movie starts with Eve in the rain and Karen getting out of the cab. No, no, right? no, no, no. It starts at the award ceremony. I, I understand. I'm asking you a question. Okay. No, 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 but he's, he's saying he wants to start it in the award ceremony. Oh, you want to start it yes. there? Yeah, but he wants to clean I don't, it up I don't, a bit. I don't think we need the Sanders commentary. I disagree. Yeah, I think it all works. I, I, think, I like I like I like seeing Margot beforehand. I like seeing everyone else beforehand, and we could start it with. Uh, I think we can start it with Celeste Holmes' monologue in the beginning. Yeah, but then I think it slows down. I don't the, think I, I don't think, think, we, I think it slows think down we, the beginning. I don't think we need to know what Max Fabian's story is before this movie starts. I Grant, think it I, slows down meeting everybody. I, I think I, we I, get I, to get I, shot of a rocket because of it. I think in a vacuum, you're absolutely right, and with the vast majority. Of, of movies, you're absolutely right. But I think with the the flawless narrator shifts and the 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 perfectly balanced self awareness okay. yes. and the ending, if when you take it as a whole, that beginning All right. is, is perfect. But again, if you describing it on paper, ninety nine out of a hundred times, yeah. I'm gonna hate this. I think I'm I think I'm leaning with Grant a little bit. I, I yeah. do think that the very beginning is a is a bit clumsy it's just a bit clumsy and it could it could have been it could have been sharpened a little bit. i think though if it's not it could slow down that the first the first um like the changing room or whatever scene which i think is so important moves so fast i think if that has to slow down i think that could change the dynamic of the movie much differently hmm. i'm just so reluctant to change anything about that that's fair too. I, I, I mean like listen like this is so tough this is a very slight nitpick yeah of course well, that's all we got that's like <laughs> that's all we got pretty much perfect <laughs> well that's a great segue grant yeah. let's head on to the nitpick zone <laughs> Okay, the nitpick zone. This is I. I don't really have a ton here for this, so I do want to play the the who slept with who game at, at the end. That seems the nitpick zone seems like a good place for that, just because why not? Yeah. Um, I will I will do one kind of nitpick. This is necessarily nitpick in the movie, but this is alluding to what Joe mentioned before about the olive and drink. They are drinking Gibsons. Yes. So Gibsons are. <laughs> I'm nitpicking the Gibson right now okay. in its, its existence in the world because this is the grossest thing imaginable. Now, Joey, we all know your relationship with with milk. Yeah, it's it's okay. it's it's the it's the bad guys drink. That's yeah, how villains okay. are introduced. Now, do we know what a, do we know what a Gibson is? Milk. Do you guys know what a Gibson? I don't. Is? I don't know. Okay, so a Gibson is a martini with instead of an olive, you have an onion. Oh. So 
Your relationship with milk, Joe, is a romance compared to my relationship with onions. Oh, you don't like onions. onions. Oh, really? I am not an onion It's person. like the baby pearl onion thing? The baby yeah, pearl yeah, onion, yeah, which yeah. is arguably the grossest kind of onion. So I like onions. I do, But too. the baby pearl onions are for fucking animals. And imagine... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and yeah. imagine it just floating around in your drink. No. Yeah. <laughs> just straight vodka and uh, baby onion. It's vodka, vermouth, and onion. Yeah. I think she was drinking Very gin. Very dry. I do think gin. she was drinking gin in this she, They but, mentioned it. Yeah. She said yeah. gin. Gin, yeah. Very dry. Yeah. <sighs> which is which is such a... Uh, Very dry is a nitpick in itself because Very Dry is actually more dry than dry. It's a weird kind of right. uh, language with... With min, uh, that's with with great. Martin. I was going to ask that. I, yes, I know extra dirty. Okay, Wait, so explain so let's, this to let's me let's then, because I think maybe dry. I didn't. So, miss, sure, maybe yeah. Sure. Dry is no vermouth. Right. It's a vodka straight. It's just okay. essentially right. Dirty is olive, olive, olive juice, juice instead of right. Which I guess a, a dirty Gibson might be onion juice. So we don't even want to go there. <laughs> um, right. So, okay. Fine. So what? Okay. Very dry is a is a slight amount. Of vermouth. So, right, so what they'll do is so they'll dry vermouth just a little bit, not as much as you would put for just regular. Like a very little bit of vermouth, okay. and as dry as possible. So as dry as possible is really just dry, okay. But as dry as possible, more vermouth is when you wash the glass with vermouth, dump it out, and make the martini. And then in make it. It in. That's as dry as possible. So, so is it okay. really makes no. The language doesn't make any sense whatsoever. All right, has anyone right, I'm ordered? Glad we that up. Extra dry. Uh, martini, and then another person said, "I'll have an extra dry martini I have, too." I have had all those orders before, except for a Gibson, because they they know they'll get thrown out of the bar. <laughs> if anybody orders, orders a Gibson, call me. I'll drive to Nags Head to kick him out with you. And we don't carry milk either at the at the bar. Uh, You're not villains. There, there'll be it, no uh, there'll be no white. It does Russian seem food. like um, a, an onion in the martini is very disgusting. Well, yeah, but it it, it seems like it's very apropos of the time. I, yeah. feel like, I feel like people loved onions in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't see the Gibsons bouncing around. But that's what, yeah, no, they were pulling. So okay, she's letting that onion float, and then they're pulling the onion out of the drink. No, that's a good pull. But let's stick with the vices, right? Let's talk about the smoking in this okay. movie. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a choice, right? That that she, Margo is, like, smoking all the time. That yeah, so like it's, also, it's another thing that's a sign that's, of the times. Yeah. But, like, not many other people were smoking in the movie. Bill smoked a lot. I don't know if Addison was, smoked a ton. He had one of those long smoker. I was trying to watch the Cruella like, Deville thing. Yeah, it, Addison it was smoking felt, like crazy. It felt like she was the only one smoking I feel in like the room ev- so I often. feel like everyone... Well, Bill no. smoked and Addison smoked a lot. Karen and Lloyd didn't Karen smoke. Karen and Lloyd did not smoke. Eve didn't smoke. Yeah, Sanders was definitely puffing. San- I mean, oh, yeah. he, he had like for the sure. long thing for some reason. Like more people would be smoking at that party that mm. at that time. But... I don't know. It just Maybe I a, just missed it. It could have just been a Betty Davis thing because I saw an interview. And the choice to show yeah, her. And Betty that. Davis might just. Might I, I saw an interview with Betty Davis from the 80s, you know, and she I think she passes in like 89. But yeah, she doesn't make it so to the 90s. So this is like mid 80s. She's talking about this movie and she's sitting in like someone's study and she's just smoking a cigarette. You know, so. It's like, so, oh god, she's still going strong here. So yeah. maybe I gave it credit for it like being this choice to make her smoke yeah, she a lot. Might have she just, just, like, just like, no, I'm Betty Davis again. Smoking cigs. Her and yeah. Bill, her future husband, the bonding was her smoking. Yeah, there you go. So, okay. would, do you think the smoking by her, the constant smoking, was a choice for the character, or you think it was 
I mean, there's no answer to this question. I, I course, think I think it was one of those things where like she just Betty Davis was like, "You can't fucking tell me not to smoke." Yeah, cool. Okay, I'm gonna cool. smoke. I I think Bill smoking I, with I, the extender thing is a choice that I don't understand. Yeah. Bill or or Addison? I'm Addison, sorry, yeah. Addison. But like, that makes sense because he's such a such douche. a douche. Yeah. It's such it's such a douche. It's such a douche move. And it was so black. It was like painted like vinyl black. Yeah, yeah. That's so that's so perfect for his character. Yeah, that's true. I feel like that worked. I feel like I feel like the characters that smoked and the characters that didn't really worked. Yeah. in the movie. So I guess mm-hmm. maybe overall it was just a, a choice. But also, I mean, this was, was I mean, back in the in the fifties, like it was yeah. just. I just thought that party would be people like, had like healthy cigarettes. I thought like seventy five percent of that party would just be. It should have been a smoky room. Well, it should have been a smoky room. Too is like yeah. you couldn't have you couldn't have too much smoke because otherwise you're gonna fuck anything. with a shot. Right. <laughs> it was just gonna be like <laughs> the restaurant freshman. It should be like a freshman dorm room, just like. Well, you see your feet covered in smoke. Well, you see your feet. A Cheech and Chong movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the that seventy show circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joey, any nitpicks over there? I, I don't even know if this is a nitpick, but the the timing of things. Things felt very fast paced, like relationship wise, which kind of goes to your thing, but it's like, all right, these people are together. Now these people are together and they seem like they've been talking like they've been in relationships for a long time, but they were only like a scene, so I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know it's passage well, of time nitpick. Well, yeah, I, it's a bad nitpick, and I get it, but it, it's the only thing that I kind of got me. If, if I if I could defend it, um, um, please. So in the beginning, Karen was saying in the voiceover that like it was October when they were when that award ceremony was. It was six months, and it was like yeah. So like they gave a nice. So like I think the reason why everything built so quickly is because everything did happen very. That, I think that was why because I knew it was a six month period. Yeah. That everything felt faster than six months should feel. So oh, kinda, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I think I think some of that is solved by the world being lived in appropriately. Right, and I think that's clear enough when we're thrown into it. That's probably but, the answer. I, we, I, I think get, I agree. We get yeah. thrown into a world where everything is established yeah. already, and, and I think established that's right. well and established yeah. clearly. Yep. Yeah, that was my own. That's my only one. But things just, definitely do move it. Breakneck speed. speed. Yeah. yeah, and it 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 certainly. Isn't at the expense of the movie, you know, at all. Movie no, no, definitely no. benefits. From this that, is my only nitpick, nitpick yeah, and it is yeah. a light. I wanted it. I wanted to be shut down on it. Grant, I don't have any. Okay, you're clear. You're I'm, clean I'm, I'm, never, I'm kind of I'm bullshit at nitpick zone to begin with, and a movie this tight, I, I couldn't I couldn't think of anything if you if you held a gun to my head. I got one more. Okay. Oh. Right. When uh, when Karen. St- brings Eve into the room first. She describes her as mousy. Yeah. And it's just that thing that like some of these movies do where like an outsider coming in to the crew and you have to be like criticize the looks. Like it's such like a 90s rom-com bullshit thing. Yeah, it's like she takes off the glasses and she's hot. She is not mousy. No, she is not. She's absolutely not mousy. Yeah, like that's yeah. just I it's such a like a movie thing. Screenwriter it's a, thing. I'm actually yeah, yeah. kinda I was actually kinda like cool. That existed seventy five years ago. That wasn't just like a nineteen ninety nine oh. thing with Rachel yeah. Light Cook. Like Right. <laughs> well, I think they meant Mousy as more of like her Behavior, um, behavior, yeah, like yeah, t- yeah, around, yeah, yeah. But she made fun of the hat too. Yeah. It was yeah, a but Greg, I, that's a good looking hat. It's a good point. Like they just try to like ugly people up, it's right? Yeah. Just wearing glasses. Yeah, like Rachel Lee Cook is yeah. like really beautiful. She's like one of the then, most beautiful yeah. people in the world. And it's just like, oh my <laughs> god, like, Ooh, she wears glasses and overalls, ponytail, paint cover, paint covered overalls. This is one of those things. I, I, I can't think of many recently that have done that. 
So maybe that, 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 I'm sure they that exist. Trope, that trope has gone away. Maybe they're trying to move away. We're also not that, watching yeah. teen movies that's, right now. You're absolutely right. right. Speak like, for yourself, is right. Joey. Right. <laughs> Grant's watching. He's all that. What about and, the Hallmark? I see that. You got the Hallmark Christmas movies coming up. Maybe yeah, they, 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 they must they, do they it. They don't. There. They don't do yeah. that though. It's more about like a girl who inherits a bookstore. And then, like, a big city guy comes in, tries to close it down, but they yeah. fall in love. But when that's she came in and said that, I was like, mousy. Okay. Mm. I think that's more, more of a demure yeah. nature. Yeah. yeah. I just picked on literally one word right. of the whole movie. So <laughs> I, I have one last one. Now, this isn't your traditional nitpick in the sense that, like, I don't want this removed from the movie and I like its presence there, but I'm just kind of like nitpicking a personal choice here in, 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 in Margot. Like, we've all been in that scenario in our lives where we walk into something that we didn't know what we were walking into. It's completely socially embarrassing because we're the only one not in the know. And you got to yeah. understudy. What do you mean understudy? She's my understudy. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, yeah, she's your understudy. And yeah, she did a little better than you. Like that. So she lives that whole thing with Addison DeWitt, which is like, we've, like I said, we've all been there, that little moment in your life. That's a tough thing to live. That's like a shot to the gut, shot to the pride. She makes the conscious decision to replay and relive it all over again in front of more people who she's even closer to. Like, it's an amazing scene, and I'm so happy it's in the movie, but... What a sick bitch! Like, yeah, yeah she's but, I, but I, but I, but I've, I've come across people like this where, like, oh, I I'm know, sure, like, I'm but sure. Like, it's, like, it's such a passive aggressive, yeah. like, oh my god, thing we're to gonna do. do this again. I just, I said it out loud. I'm watching. Like, we're gonna do this again. Yeah. Holy shit! She wants to hear it from them. Yeah. She, yeah, she, she wants, she wants them to admit it. In their face. She's yeah, gonna yeah, make yeah. you say it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's such like. No, a... Listen, she's not well. <laughs> <laughs> She's is, a, is it the same character in, uh, she's in whatever happened to Baby Jane? She's uh, or is it the same character in in uh, in maybe Sunset Boulevard? Who knows? It's Jezebel. <laughs> Jezebel, jeez. To all about Eve. To who? That's to right. whatever happened to Baby Jane? Yeah, that's oh that's the line. I want to play this this who slept with who game here. Now, just humor me as we go. Now we are in the code era here, so the movie isn't gonna come out and say this person cheated with this person or that person's doing that and there's a, there's a lot of rules with that yeah. because once you do that then there has to be certain comeuppance and this and that so I think they made obviously the choice they had to make in making everything kind of gray Absolutely. I took it also just to get get a, this okay, is going to lead right the, in don't yeah. jump the gun no here. this is going to okay. lead right in yeah. um, that she, Betty De- Margot was a, a a like a good looking people were attracted to type of person that they couldn't really touch on as much as they wanted to i think they they danced around that they they didn't talk about how like she was a idol of like teenage right. boys kind of thing you know right. like she was that, a bit mousy but <laughs> <laughs> um Hey-o. okay so let's start from the from, start from the from what we know here okay obviously we know that margo and bill simpson yeah absolutely are sleeping together Easy. getting married That's they okay. are doing it yes karen and Lloyd. Lloyd. Separate beds, though. Yeah, eh, questionable. Yeah, but they still... That's, they the, still that's like the time. Code. That's the haste code. Yeah, okay. That's the haste so, code some, bullshit. Someone, someone travels to somebody's bed. That's and, why it uh, wasn't in the nitpick zone. Okay. <laughs> now, now, Eve propositions Bill. Yeah. Bill rejects her. Yes. Do they ever sleep together at any point in this I say narrative? no. I think... So. I thought... No. I find Eve to be, like, kind of asexual. Not... Like okay. in, in this context, okay, but let's talk about the specific no. question at hand. We can no. take, okay, no. no, I would agree. No, I think that he comfortably rejected. We'll call it a, let's call it an incomplete forward pass. <laughs> great, great line. That's a great line. Okay, 
Now, here's where it gets a little trickier. Okay. Does Eve sleep with Lloyd? No. No. You don't think so. Even though that so. they've fallen in love and supposedly to her and that, they're going to get married. The sex doesn't matter. It's the power and the manipulation that she could get from a situation that she could hold over So his all head. those late nights hanging out together, nope. you don't think they ever did. Nope. And what's the whole thing about the roommate getting them to... More power and... Uh, Something else to, to use against him. Just getting him, get, him away from Something the to use him, against to him. get him in the room to yeah. make an attempt. Yeah. Hmm. It's about get you here so I could use this against you. It's not about the sex for her. Interesting. I think no to Eve with anyone. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, I'm going to say yes. Cool. I think that they were having a little bit of an affair. I don't think it was to the point where anyone's getting married with anyone. But I do think that there's an affair there. Here's where it gets a little tricky now. Do you think that Lloyd... Slept at any point with Margot? No, no. Even no. the 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 quibbling. I say yes. The, am I, I getting too it. old for the role? Yes. Am I? You don't think they ever had? I even, don't think so. I think when he got married to Karen, he would have stopped writing for Margot if that was the case. Because I don't think he could have handled both. But what if he slept? What if did, did he sleep with Margot before he got married? That's to Karen? my point. I say no. Say I think no. that would have cut him. I would think that the second he got married to Karen would have cut him off. He wouldn't have been able to have them be friends because he knows Margot's vindictive enough that when they got into a fight, Margot would tell Karen like, "Oh, I fucked your husband." Six years ago. I say yes. I think there's a bizarre little closeness going I on. I am yeah. almost a 100. I'm a 99% yes on this one. I think he those would use char- it against her. I think those the way those characters are written, that is written like a a relationship between a direct writer-director and an actress that he used to sleep with, and they're having this interpersonal quibble that's beyond their and maybe that's, relationship. I, I, I just think that there is a there are certain relationships, especially when you come to being creative with somebody, that there is a closeness that is there that is not necessarily due to sleeping with each other. I think that there is a vulnerability there that she shows because of how like how well he knows her because of because how well he writes her characters. Right. Mm. I think there is a vulnerability there. But I don't think it was because of a physical relationship. I love that. I think that's okay. why uh, why Karen might be a little annoyed with Margot too. Mm, yeah, I yeah. love it. I okay. love it. Karen, I just think oh, Karen's we're not annoyed done. with her. Antics. Yeah, I think Karen's always annoyed. We're not done. Let's get on to our friend Addison Dewitt here. Hmm. Now, did Addison Dewitt sleep with Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. Yes. I yes. Would yes. Yes. Or we're going yes across the board. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The the unit the, the did Copacabana. Did Addison Dewitt sleep with Margot? No. No. I would agree no. Oh. I kind of want to say yes. Mm. Like what? I think that maybe there's a jealousy with Addison. She he goes after her. But it could just be a pa- I'm torn on that. Hmm. That might just be a power thing. I could be sold either way on that yeah. one, but I, I would have to I'm they the don't, hard no. They there's don't no reason to say yes. I, I could be, I could be convinced, but no, I there's the they're all, their power. They're 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 too headstrong. That that again, they'd use it against each Does other. Does he have anything against her personally? You think? Because no. he knocks her in no. that article, and it, or is it just her? It's his the, way to the top. I think I think he's just shit stirring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's trying to cause problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, does Addison Dewitt sleep with Eve? Yes. You think she feels pressured into it? And has to. I think. I think that's. I think that's. Yeah. I, I think, think that's. I think, goes, I think it goes there. I think that's on screen. I think that. I think the evidence is there for that too. Now she's in another room in the end, 
And they may have done that to keep the code kind of safe. Because he's going up to her room. This is not a warm relationship, but have they had sex before? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm just sleeping together just can be just once. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's tough because I want to say no, but then because I don't think Eve is is into that at all. But maybe you're right that it's she's not in. It's both. She's not into it, but she also does. And now here's the granddaddy question of the ball. It goes plays right into what Oz is saying. Is Eve sleeping with her roommate? With Phoebe. No, no, no. The, the roommate, the roommate who, who, fakes helps the him, who fakes the call and fakes oh, the illness. Oh, no. There is, a, there is a, a big, deep fan theory out there that Eve is a lesbian character. Because they hold hands after. They hold hands, they hold and, they, and she's just kind of playing all the dudes, and even some of the women. And that's why she's so she's not like so defensive when Phoebe shows up at her apartment because she's a little kind of enthralled by who, who's this young woman in my apartment kind of thing. That is a, that is a fan theory there, and they yeah. had to be so sensitive with the codes with homosexuality. Especially yeah. bad, yeah. yeah. Well, this seems like uh, you should throw out another pool. Another, uh, another... <laughs> that's a deep cut pool. There's a lot of yeah. explaining. You know what, it's not though? just uh, film... how long should your podcast be? I feel, like, I feel like film Twitter will... Hey, uh... we're doing some market research, guys. Is oh, even lesbian? I don't, I don't I f- have... I feel like, I feel like, film, t- I feel like film, film Twitter will sink their teeth right into it. There would definitely be a, a market. Is there, yeah. what, is there anything else besides... Am I missing anything else besides the phone call and the holding... Were they holding hands? They were. They do a little... They hold right. hands on the way up the stairs. I would need more than yeah, just that's that That's not enough. And her, her interaction not... with Phoebe in, in the end. Now, you could write that off to just kind of being a... Like, interested in fan kind of relation but it seems like she's... I think she's trying to connect with anyone because she shut because she lost all the relationships she had more than anything sexual because Phoebe's now someone looking up to her after all the people she fake looked up to cut mm. her out yeah I I kind of view it as that she's manipulating everybody including the her roommate, roommate. Too. yes I agree. where it's maybe she, like maybe maybe I lean a little more into Oz's saying is that she's more asexual and just is kind of she's so She's constantly playing the game that her identity is so weak that she doesn't really have yeah. a sexuality. She has yeah. to use whatever she has over everybody. I'm not... But that could just be the code forcing us to think that way. Because but I think it know, also makes sense for her character, too. though, because I think the character is so written as a fluid character mm. that it has to... She has to use the power she has over everybody. Did the code help this movie? It might have. This is better than if she's, like, I, blatantly I, sleeping with people. Honestly, I think that there's... A lot of examples of the code benefiting movies yeah. because it it forces the filmmaker to be more creative. Yeah. Whereas, like, there's a lot of lack of creativity after the '60s and the '70s, where people are just telling you a lot and they're not they're not forced to work around some things, and yeah. it's it's just like over the top. I think the baby see depends. Game of Thrones is like your example of that. Of what over the top storytelling oh, with no without any restraint whatsoever. I've never seen a high spots, of high spots. That's every not what it's second. About. Fucking dragons. Stop but it. both of you stop it, <laughs> dragons. But I dragons think dragons um, and goblins. Yeah, that's, that's what not, I want. Not what it's about. <laughs> is there dragons in it? Yeah, there yeah. is. But you know, if I can I'll deal with dragons. You in just two did. Years. A, you just did a sixty-four movie superhero tournament, and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but there were zero dragons in it. Zero dragons. Sorry, sixty-five. Right? Cause sixty-five. He ends up playing. Great episode, though. Really great episode. Um. Yeah, I mean, listen, the code maybe sometimes, but other times the code was just restrictive it, to be restrictive. Yeah, yeah, it's more hype than that. I don't yeah. expect No, because there, I there think are, here... Are, I mean, there are things that you could that you could never do with, with the code that are out now that are great, but then, like, I, I think that the 
the adversity that the code brings right. is more of a negative. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but, uh, you, uh, but also yeah. it, it for, like what Kieran said, it forces people to yeah. take more creative approaches to, to approaching tough subjects. Yeah, but yeah. it also it's, doesn't let you criticize other countries. So, yeah. you know, people uh, had yeah. to stay or, in or control. Or the, yeah. the code is bullshit and therefore all the wrong reasons. Right. 100%. Not defending Maybe the code. Maybe in this particular I'm instance, saying looking back yeah. at some of the great filmmakers, you can readily see why they're so great because of how they were able to maneuver, maneuver some of the restrictions they the, had to work. The more clever people were able to manipulate it. Yeah. Right. The problem is, is that lost by the it. baseline movie in... Can't do it. In the 40s... Is probably Struggles can't, can't hang with the baseline movie in the seventies. Because this is better. 100%, that is this correct. is better that she didn't kill anyone. That she didn't outright sleep with Bill. That yeah. she didn't outright sleep with Addison. This is yeah. this well is because I think what because you know one of the stupid parts of the code is like a villain can't win. Like so, it, right, this yeah. you know there's no villain some, here. There's if no somebody good murders guy, like, somebody, they have to go to jail. Or right, like the bullshit. Like, someone cheats with someone, they gotta get to come up. How did they skirt that in Grand Hotel with the 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 murder? Doesn't he get arrested? Um. Finn, what the? F- yeah, he gets arrested. He gets arrested. Yeah, yeah. oh, doesn't. I was, I was on the episode. I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a very quick part, and it just to like fit. The oh, he code. does. It's like, right, right, it's right. like yeah. when we talk about yeah. like Emile Zola, how they couldn't like. But they he, fought he, the code. Yeah, but like they worked around it, and yes. they, they could have done more about the anti anti-Semitism. Yeah, but they were they, they couldn't when do. they they were the first ones to say anything against right. Nazi Germany and everybody else. I forgot Joey's a Zola head. I forgot. I, I got to remind myself. Who's <laughs> what I movies around here. Let's head to the awards, right? Let's do it. It's time. All right, Woo! do it. Here we go. MVP for All About Eve. This is a big. Uh, this is a big doozy here, and this might uh, this might tip your hand here on the the final vote here, which I guess maybe we'll do the final vote right after the MVP category. That makes sense. And MVP could be different than best performance, though. It's not the same thing. We would call it best performance if it was best performance. It's MVP. Who's the most valuable player associated with the movies? I'll go first. All right, Joe, who wants to go first? Betty Davis. I think she's perfect in this, and everything that goes against her balances everything else out, and it all works through her. Mm. I think it's... I think... Differently, this is this is different movie because of how great she is and she's operating. I think coming out swinging. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll go next. My MVP is Ann Baxter. Wow. Perfect. Okay. There is a lot of nuance in her performance that's called for, and she delivers. Um, like I said before, an underhanded sociopath is not an easy character to play, and she really walks that line of endearing and cunning very well. Mm. Well said. Two two amazing lead actress performances. Awesome that yeah. they're both nominated. They're for both. Lead. They're both. In, listen, they're both yeah. incredible. Yeah. And and the fact that we the fact that we're choosing to pit one against another is is ridiculous. Yeah. And don't but, give me one of them should have been supporting bullshit. That's they're both. No, they're both, are both leads. Lead they're actresses. both leads. Yes, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah, they're both leads. Yeah, well, and Baxter has something to say about that. <laughs> uh, well, she wanted to be lead, right? Yeah, but then in the in later on, she said. Um, yeah, years later. Yeah, I, I should have. I was wrong because she was the one who pushed for it. They initially, the movie pushed her as supporting, yeah, and the, she pushed. But the movie got behind her big time as lead once yeah. they decided, and they were campaigning even more for her than they were for Davis for Betty Davis. But yeah. she just won for supporting a couple years before. Why wouldn't she want to go for lead? This is the, this is her movie. It's all about Eve. Though it's Pro- in the title, probably because she probably had a better chance of winning. Looking back, it's like, oh, yeah. like I would have won that. Yeah. yeah, but that's in the moment she did the right thing. And looking back, it's she's elite. They're both elite. I hate, I hate that leads. they get to choose. This should be like there should be a governing committee over yeah. that. Says, this is what it is. Yes, but, yeah. I agree. Yeah, but, okay, 
Oz, MVP. This is so funny because this is how votes like get split. Because I'm like, I can't. Uh, and Baxter, you're, you're Benny gonna, Davis, I have no idea. Let's just give it to Ross, Make Ross Perot. Maybe give it to Makeowicz. You Ross you know? Perot it. Yeah. yeah. No, but I'm gonna go. Um, Ralph Nader. It's all about Eve. It's all about Ann Baxter. Ann okay. Baxter. And that's I. That's a very difficult decision. Yeah, it, it truly is. Yeah. It truly is. Well, I'm on the same page with the odds and saying this is how votes get split, and there will be some vote splitting that goes on. But you know, for me. Because I just can't bring myself to choose between the two of them. I really can. And this is probably what happened when they had to pick for, pick for best actress. I want George Sanders as my yeah. MVP. I mean, he's That's great. He's he's such a presence on the screen and such a villainous but like quippy and intelligent way. And man, he just stands out so huge in this movie to me. He, he was the one that wins an award. I think that that's a problem. You'd like to see with all these women nominated, you'd like to see one of the women win. But yeah. four. <laughs> I, I love his whole style in this. I, I love him as a villain. And he just he fits in this movie like an absolute glove. So uh, George Sanders was my split vote MVP because I couldn't pick between the two players. But I will have to now. So uh, best performance. If you're in the Academy, Joe, you're sitting down and you got to write someone in between these two. Who are you writing in? And Baxter. You're writing in Anne Baxter. I think wow. there was just more nuance to the performance where, yeah. well, I think everything goes through Betty Davis and I think she's the MVP. If I'm going performance-based, the nuance that Ann Baxter pulls off is, I mean, I think it's almost untouchable. Wow. Cool. Uh, Grant? Ann Baxter. Yeah. Yeah, she was my MVP for for that reason. Uh, she's great. Best performance, Oz? Yeah, I, I, I think it's Ann Baxter as well. It's tricky though. I like what does Ann Baxter look like without Betty Davis? I, I yeah. can't. Oh, I, like, yeah. The, you know, like, Listen, there's Joey. Joey's my MVP. Joey putting MVP for a Betty Davis makes total sense. I complained for like three hours during Patton that they just <laughs> didn't give him anyone to go up against. Correct. And it, yeah. and it actually hurts everything about that because God, like, how good would that have been if he had some kind Anybody. of like, worthy anyone better, uh, or j- anyone just you know nearly as good as him and. Like they're just the the two of them kind of playing off each other. They elevates them both. Yep. So it's I, such it's appropriate just, I I best actress yeah. nominations. The two of them yeah. because you they each need each other. If I have to pick. I, it's I, it's like it's like Baxter. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. <laughs> right. Like you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like you need, you, you need you need sometimes you just need someone to be there too to kind of up your game you're only as good as your 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 adversary you need betty davis to be perfect in that role for the nuance of ann baxter to just shine to another level and we we talk about vote splitting and and for whatever reason oscar film twitter they like they view vote splitting as this like hoax of a thing like it's like oh it doesn't exist it's people's excuses for things it's very odd i don't well because i just don't think a lot of them our sport fans and understand how vote splitting literally works. Like Correct. it's, it's there's two people playing on the same team with great value, and you don't want to really pick because they're both contributing to the same level of value. So you pick the guy on the other team. It's yep. very simple, yeah. and it happens all the time with this. So it's not just oh they're just making an excuse, and you know, and this is my last brazen analogy. I promise. So, <laughs> I, 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 with we'll my see. fingers, with we'll my see. fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it is the the Ann Baxter and the. Betty Davis is kind of that Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman thing where Freddie Freeman's the Betty Davis. He's doing exa- he's a first baseman doing exactly what you expect him to do. He's hitting. He's playing first base. He's not going to do any less than exactly. But Acuna's stealing bases and he's throwing runners out and he's he's taking the extra base and he's he's doing this kind of electric multi-layered thing. 
you have the stable, this is what this guy's always going to be, but now you have this new young entity in this thing, it, it, which is more valuable. Is it is it the the stalwart who's always going to be there in the middle of the lineup, or is it the the spark plug at the top of the lineup doing all these different intangible intangible things? I I think I ultimately would sit down and vote for Ann Baxter too, which makes a clean sweep. Did I we? Wow. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I wasn't. Expecting. I did not expect that at all. I, I thought we yeah, were going to be shocked. two and two and yeah, like for sure. Yeah, I want to talk about the other. Let's do talk about the other actress nominations now while we're here, rather than start up a conversation again later. So the the other three nominations here is you have the winner Judy Holiday for Born Yesterday, you have Gloria Swanson for Sunset Boulevard, and you have Eleanor Parker for Caged. And you guys know Eleanor Parker a little better for, uh, or as the Baroness in Sound of Music. She's the uh, Baroness. Yeah, okay. It's kind of her more. uh, That's where she gets famous role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, starting with. Let's start with Sunset Boulevard, which is the one that everyone's... Oz, have you seen Sunset Boulevard? Oh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so we've all seen that one. And and uh, Gloria Swanson, obviously, is even more Betty Davis than Betty Davis is in this. They really plucked her out of her career kind of being over and putting her into this, and it revived her career completely. Yeah. And it's much more of that haunting, gothic, vibey, gothic, gothic yeah. noir-ish yeah. deal there. And Billy Wilder really flexing every muscle. And I think that that's the difference between that movie being remembered versus this one, is is that that it's an outstanding performance. Yeah, it, it, it is a. I I think I feel like that performance really transcends time. And when you match right. that yeah. with Billy Wilder's right. touch, yeah, and that yeah. noirish, creepy vibe, and it Holden's fantastic memorable. in it. Yeah, and Holden, Holden is. I, I I'm hard on him when it comes to Bridge on the River Kwai. I think I think his um, abilities really lend itself well to this movie. Yeah, and and I think that haunting nature of her character, just maybe for me, is why I maybe I'll, I'll. That's where the vote splitting happens. I think I'm leaning, I think I'm leaning for for her, and I'm pretty shocked she didn't win. I agree. I would think that's I've, the winner. I mean, the yeah. the final scene is more iconic than anything in either yeah. any of these. That's iconic. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean that was that was the thing when this, when I was watching this movie because I I didn't know who won the Oscars that year. I'm like. I'm like, oh, all about. I'm like, oh, it didn't win Best Picture. I was like, well, at least Gloria Swanson won, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I like, looked it up. And it, was, it was not. I was like, like what? Like this? Because I, I did. I, I'm unfamiliar with with the winner, but I'm just like, that performance is so incendiary. And it's the just, story yeah. of just like how they literally, she was. Like it was her first time on the Paramount lot in like 20 years, well, and yeah, driving in, was, and her yeah. picture was on it, and like. Another meta it, it Hollywood was, movie. Very much. It was, yeah. it, was, very much. it was a performance of fire and music. Yeah. And there's fun, like, great Billy Wilder stories where he's like, yeah, I don't know that we're going to be able to cast this because we need to cast it real <laughs> and it might be impossible because we need somebody yeah. to fit this. Yeah, that's like the, the Lost in Translation. Where Bill yeah. Murray says, no, we're not doing the movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Oz, Gloria Swanson's thoughts on that performance there? When it says that Boulevard? Yeah. Oh, I, that, I, that movie's just fantastic all around. I don't know if it was better than what we're talking about here if is that what's your winner of the three of uh, for best, best actress i mean i think it's still ann baxter yeah, you stick with yeah. ann baxter what about you guys oh that God. just might be my i'm i might know, go with this now i might go with gloria swanson by a nose and i think i would real too. close i think the vote but, split would get me yeah to me it's easier not to choose between the two and yeah. go with gloria swanson who, who i probably like the same but i don't have to I can differentiate between her and these two. We're differentiating between these. There's these two are so important to each other that it's hard to pick one over the over the other for me. 
Yeah, I think I have to go Gloria Swanson. You go Swanson. Wow. But man, I don't. I, it's, it's I, I'm really not I, difficult. I don't feel yeah. good about this. No, this a, I get great it. lineup. All right, so yeah. now for the uh, other two, I, don't and feel I, good. I do think this is as good of a lineup gets. I mean, we talked with this year's, this past year's actor lineup here. Um, the next one would be we'll talk about the winner at, at the end, but Caged with with Eleanor Parker. This is a Joey R movie. This is. Uh, I think they only got away with doing some stuff in this movie because they're all inmates in a prison, so they're right. all bad guys. So we does I guess Do it doesn't matter with these people. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot. This is a dark movie. It's kind of an upsetting movie, and it's not a great movie. It wasn't up for best picture. It was just up for for actress. And, and it was a surprise actress. at best actress. Yes, yeah, and and she's great in it, and you know, but she's very much the Paul Mezcal of this, like the fifth place. Oh, should have like, won. Happy best guy <laughs> by far. On, okay. Should not have won best actor come by on. far. I don't. There's no other discussion. It's fucking nonsense. All right, so she's on, the best Chris. one. Okay, supporting actor maybe after Sunset um, Boulevard. Yeah, best one. Yeah, and then uh, the winner's Judy Holiday, who born yesterday is kind of like a uh, Pygmalion, My Fair Lady type of okay. storyline where yeah. she, her douchey boyfriend is Broderick Crawford from all the Kings hey, and he's like a yeah. hot shot kind of like a Tony Soprano perfect. type of politician perfect and he uh, has William Holden Tudor Judy Holiday and Trent. and she's got this no when the movie starts I'm like alright this is the winner it's too good and she starts I'm like oh no we're not doing this the whole movie are we and she's doing that she puts on a voice for the movie okay and it's Actual basically mousy. the it's basically the singing in the rain I can't stand you. Oh, yeah. No. And like, that's what she's doing. Like five minutes in, I'm like, uh, are we do- we're doing this the whole movie here? Oh, 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 Lord. But you know, once you get calibrated to it, there is a charm to it. And by the end of it, I, I basically fell in love with her. You know, now I granted, I fall in love two or three times a day on average. So it's not the, not the same. <laughs> that big of a thing. But um, she does have like this unbelievable charm about her. And she's the young, up and coming. The movie's, the movie's kind of like, light where the other four the other four performances are not so right. i can kind of see how they're just like all right let's just, let's, this is kind of nice and, brother and, and yeah she's the young one and the up-and-coming one and the eleanor park one's probably the most human performance because you have the the other ones i mean born yesterday is a stage play and then the other two are total hollywood pieces they're not like real yeah. people they're they're actors and actresses playing right. actors and actresses this was like a real person in jail so it's kind of the most and it's really ahead of its time so I think that's Zeta Schwartz winner. It was of course Ellen. That Parker makes sense. Been. Yeah, yeah, that that, that tracks. Out. But I I do like that Judy Holiday won just because it was kind of her moment in the sunshine. It kind of made a, a star out of her. She's uh, very tragically passed in, at the age forty two, breast cancer. She's a, a a local. I think she was Westchester. She lived in, but another you know. Yeah, she's around here. It's not yeah. too far. Yeah, but and um, you think that's the correct winner? No, I think okay. Gloria Swanson okay. would have been the correct winner for me. That's how I would have. If, if I had to so rank Gloria them, than Ann Baxter or? Uh, I would rank get a power them, rank. I would rank them Swanson, Baxter, Davis, okay. Holiday, Parker. Okay. But I like that. I right. like that Holiday won. In the grand scheme of things, two of them had a, 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 a awards already. Right. She's a young up. It was kind of made her career and it was and it's a good fun performance. You know, you got William Holden in that one too. So yeah. Worth, what a worth year for Holden. Holden. Yeah. A great it's a good year. year. Wait, yeah. so what Zeta's ranking? Do you want to do that now? Uh yeah, let's let's get it. I was gonna do a Twitter questions, but I I have it oh, fresh right. off the presses. She she messaged me I think right before we started recording. I'd probably say one Baxter. There it is. I misspoke before. Okay. Two Eleanor Parker Man. from Cage. Three Betty Davis. Four Gloria Swanson and five, Judy Holiday. 
So Perfect. yes, uh, that's yeah, that's good. So that's that's from uh, our our own personal in-house uh, Perfect. Expert. actress expert there. Yes, so Zeta Short. Follow her on Twitter X. It's a season premiere, so there's all sorts of surprises here as everyone's itching for LVP. But before we do LVP, oh. we are yeah, we are introducing a new segment, a special segment. Here, I need a piece of paper. Some piece of paper. Did you me. tell me about this? No. Okay, good. Yeah, I didn't know about this either. <laughs> Grant doesn't know either. Joey knows though. This is season five, so we do have to kind of create some new things and do keep ourselves fresh into this. Here. Some of us love lists around here. Love lists. So we need to make a little bit of a list here. If you're familiar with Best Picture cast and and the characters that we have around here, Joey R is the is famous for his passion about the LVP award. I take it very seriously. He takes it very seriously. And there are certain offenders, fictional characters here, who really offend his sensibilities. So uh, in honor of, of wrestling great Chris Jericho, who uh, yes. has what is known as the List of Jericho. And no one knows quite what's on it or what's what's going on here, but people make the list from time to time. It's the List of Joeyco? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we have now what we will be calling the List of of Joey R. Let's have Joey go. We'll, we'll workshop it. That sounds like it could be grand. I like it. I wasn't ready for that either, So, but I, I like it. The list of Joey R. Why so to gonna, Joey? Listen, <laughs> we've had some characters. Now, I'm confident that when this segment's over, the list will be empty. I don't think you're going to actually put anyone on this list because I think most of these people are, are standing. You never know. That. You never know. Okay. So we'll start with we'll start with one of the guys who started it all. This little character we know from Muting the Bounty. His name is Ellison. Jeez. Now, I don't, I don't think uh, he's not on this list, right? Is is Ellison on the list? Oh. He's the head of the list. Oh, he's on the list. He's yeah. got, even though he's he made got, the list, he got pressed into duty though. It wasn't his. Fault. I wanted to watch him get hung. He oh, made the list. He's in. Okay, all right. Ellison's on the list. There we go. Right on the list. <laughs> okay. The jig didn't take him off the list. No. Nope. It, it really doubled down. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Staying close to to all about Eve here, uh, George Sanders portrayed a character. Known as Favel, who liked to eat chicken wings. Yeah, the way you eat chicken and put it back in the basket after it's cold, that's how you make the list. So you're telling me that Favel's, Favel's on the list. Favel's on the list. Even though George Sanders put this wonderful performance together and all about doesn't matter. Addison's not on the list. Favel's on the list. The character is on the list. Okay, Favel's chicken wings on the list. Favel, okay. All right, okay. Now, I know this next guy's not going to make the list. So I got to throw a couple of wild cards in here, okay. Lovely Mr. Poppins from from <laughs> You Can't Take It With You. He makes masks. He makes he makes things. He comes up with things. Little bunny rabbit that spins. He's Lovely so bad he shouldn't even deserve to be on the list. But he made the list. <sighs> you gonna put Poppins on the list? Poppins made the list, Karen. Just pay your taxes, dude. Just <laughs> He left his poor mom. His We're mom died because don't of know that he lives with his mom. He hundred percent lives with his mom. That's why he okay. made the list. Poppins is on the list. Okay. Now um, Tom Hanks is a wonderful performer oh, yeah. here. <laughs> wonderful performer. He's multi, multi best actor. A lot, of, lot, of, lot of good things. I don't think he has a bad performance in his in his no, career. Never. If you ask me. He has some accent problems. No, he portrayed the Colonel in Elvis. He's Joe. wide, and he's on the list. <laughs> he's on the list. The Colonel. The Colonel's on the list. But even his genuine reaction of finding out that Elvis was that solidified. He's wide. He's wide. Okay, Colonel's on the list. All right. So a few of us have gone on the circuit verse before, and over the circuit verse they have a what he calls the committee. The committee. Over there. Okay, good, good bunch of people. They make great decisions and such. But usually a bunch of losers. Oh, jeez. So the, they're not on the list though. 
They're not worthy of the list. The whole committee. So they're not. They're not. They're not even worthy of it. So the committee's not on the list. Okay. All right. Good. Good. I didn't think they would be, but all right. So that's that's off. Woody Allen as Marty McFly. <laughs> I laughed too hard for that to make the list. Not on the list. No. It was too funny. Good. Too good at the guitar. Right. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. It was all one right. of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. It was right. terrible. And he said it was the obvious obvious answer. Okay. But he's not on the list. Not on the, not list. On the list. Okay. Good. I don't think that needs to be immortalized anyway. No. So we, we mentioned Sound of Music. Uh, uh, there's a, a nice little Nazi in that movie. He's Ralph's on the list. Uh, Ralph. Jeez, he couldn't even let me get his name out. Ralph. No. Ralph. 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 List. Turned not, real quick. Not Ralph. Ralph. Ralph is on the list. The gazebo of love didn't take him off the list. No. Going from trying to date 16-year-olds to turning Nazi real quick. Real quick on the list. 16 going on 17. Okay. All right. Ralph is on the list. And, um, and finally, we have from Greatest Show on Earth. The Greatest Train Klaus. murder on Earth. Klaus. Klaus is on the fucking list. I'm not yeah. even going to defend Klaus today. I if, think. Uh, if I may, Kieran. Yeah, you want to. Th- I want to yeah. throw in one from a worst picture cast. Ooh, okay. All right. Oh, I love this. Um, and I, this person that I, I feel belongs on the list the chef named Artie from Sleepaway Camp. The pedophile chef? Yes. He's on the list. <laughs> God, Artie the chef. Artie the chef. Artie Jeez. the chef. Artie, pedophile chefs from, make the list. That's true. From Sleepaway Camp. Okay, Artie the Chef from Sleepaway Camp is on there. All right, so I think that's a pretty comprehensive list, it's a great that list. we have there. It's a yes. great, that's a good list. It's a good, okay, so we'll, we'll shelve this list until the next time you're on, Joe, uh, unless your LVP makes the list here. Now, that it's I, always I, an option. I do think it's, we're pretty safe here, but we'll go. What is your LVP for? Man, my LVP did not make the list here. Okay, so we're list, the list can go away. We're good, we can put the list away the list. aside for a rainy day. I had a, Hard time with this. I did pick a performance because I looked at who was the least of everybody. Okay. And I picked Gregory Ratoff, who played Max Fabian. Okay, you went to Fabian. Yeah. So just because think, of all the people who just went to another level with things, he just did what was there. If you're going on screen, it's got to be one of the guys who's not not yeah. George Sanders because the others are... I think he was just the them. weakest. I liked Lloyd and Bill way more. Grant, how about you, LVP? Uh, my LVP is not a performance. It is what I talked about before so my only hiccup with the movie is that the uh the george the george sanders exposition in the beginning mm. um you know I, I i know i know not everyone here agrees but to me that to me but to me that is the weakest point of the movie do you think that's a editing issue or is that just straight up screenplay no that's in the no, screenplay. that's yeah. the, that's screenplay okay. that's how the story yeah, that's screenplay. it's yeah. I don't, it doesn't matter how old it was that. It, it, it was edited perfectly okay. fine. Yeah, that's a little it, it, mank, uh, a mank shrapnel there. Yeah, yeah. Oz, uh, I'm gonna do uh, reluctantly Gary Merrill as Bill. Um, I thought he was fine. I think as the one of the sparks that set up set up set off Margo versus Eve. Maybe it needs to be a little more powerful. He needs to have a little more oomph on it. I wasn't. It's not like. He's just kind of like a guy. Yeah, you know? this would have been okay. mine after the and first watch. And I say that watch. reluctantly because it's yeah. just, yeah, no, got to pick somebody. If I, I had to go on screen, that's probably where I would go to. But second watch, I, I lightened up on him a little bit. I, I I, went, and this is tough. This is tough here. But if we're talking about least value and like what's holding the movie back, and I went with the, the director of photography and, and probably the director's relationship with him and whatnot. Because I think if... If you look at what's holding this movie back from being as iconic as a Citizen Kane or maybe even a Sunset Boulevard, 
it's the visual nature of it. It's just, yeah. it's missing a little beat there that's keeping it back from even a, even a best years of our lives, which has that take kind of has that next step with some well, of the has deep work. focus yeah. and all that. The, 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 the deep it, focus and the plane it, scene. It, it Best years of our lives quietly has some brilliant cinematography. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that to yep. me is a little bit of a difference there. Now I will say that that last shot really lands Great. by being simple. So there is something nice to being kind of understated and then ending with the big shot. But to me it was just a little too understated. So I had to pick something else. Sure. Yeah, but it, uh, your point about it holding it out in like, the future discussions, I think, is correct with some of the, you know, you, the iconics of the beginning and the end of Sunset Boulevard. Movies are a visual medium at the end of the day, and like performances are great, the screenplay is great, but you you do need to set yourself apart visually if you want to be on the tip of everybody's tongue. Yeah, participation award. Throw a little love someone's way. I'll go first. Uh, I went with. Hugh Marlowe, who played Lloyd Richards, uh, the screenwriter, loved the character. Okay. Totally loved the character. It was 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 fun to watch. I liked his reactions to things and his explanations to things. And uh, the scene where he's going one for one with Betty Davis on the stage as she's moving, great scene, doing her thing. Love, great love scene. that. So throw, throw a little love his way. Awesome. I will. I'm gonna go with Mankiewicz on this, and I'll um, I'll specify. I know he's director and screenwriter. I'll mm-hmm. just specify that the direction was amazing, but just the screenplay was just so tight. Yeah, it was so. F- so tight to the point where I kind of want to make him an MVP. Mm-hmm. And in many other uh, situations, he would be the MVP of this good of a screenplay. It's just the performances blew it way out of the water. So yeah. Got to give him yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. George Sanders is Addison. I thought he was just fan. I loved him so much. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the list for another character, but here. Yes. His fictional characters on the list. <laughs> yeah. Not, he not is top notch here. He's, and he's on the good list and the bad list. Yeah. yeah he's great true. here. Yeah. Easy participation. Um, I went with Thelma Ritter. Ah, oh, Birdie. Um, I think she, I, I've seen her on, in only a, a handful of movies, and she's great in everything I've seen her in. Rear Window, right? Rear Window, yep. and yep. she has a really, really small role in the original uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh, she's cool. in like a scene. Yeah, but she's great. Nominated uh, for this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and well, well deserved. I think I. It's a shame that her character kind of disappears in the third act. She's just kind of just not there anymore. But I, I think she's great. Scene of the movie. The apartment scene, the birthday party scene. Oh, the party. Yeah. 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 That's probably, if you pulled everyone, that's probably the most popular answer, I would, I would say. But you can't pull everybody all the time. That's you right. can't. Sometimes you have to make your own decisions like an adult. Oz. I did uh, my scene and my line were kind of the same area when she misses the, uh, when Margot misses her practice, her mm, audi- uh, the audition. The audition. The rehearsal. 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 Sorry. Could be a little runner up practice. <laughs> She was running, yeah, she was running suicides. On the <laughs> My scene of the movie is is right after Margot misses the rehearsal um, and has the argument with Lloyd, which yeah. also contains my quote of the movie. I think it's just just a beautiful like few minutes that just ex- it explains and and uh, and really touches on so many different things. It's great. Uh, that yeah. it, That's it's probably my runner up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, my scene of the movie is the confrontation between Eve and Karen at the in the bathroom. Ooh, oh, um, I like it that. is that's the time where you really sh- where you really see Eve's teeth, where she really shows like her true self and how uh, manipulative and duplicitous she really is. It's mm. it's and then the way that Celeste Holm uh, reacts off of all of that is brilliant. Yeah, it's a great scene. Uh, and I'm going to go with the confrontation between Addison DeWitt and Eve at the end. There. Oh, that's great. It's just, it's just 
awesome. Great. Two villains duking it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eve getting sucked into the lamp at the end. That's uh, and and that's that. It's so, awesome. Um, okay. Uh, time machine recast. Take anyone at any point. Tough one. This one because it's pretty well cast and pretty tight. Um, I'll go first. I guess I I. I I recast the Max Fabian role, Joey, which is your LVP in this one here. Tough, um, but I went with Bob Hoskins. Oh, I feel like okay. a stage actor. I like, I like that. Brilliant stage actor, as Artie B would put it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he's actually acted on the stage, unlike yes. artists. <laughs> um, he's, uh, he he kind of looks the part. He's got that kind of, you know. That's good. You know, that, that trollish kind of looked at it. Not to, not to knock on, on Bob Hoskins. He's a very handsome like You could man. pull him right out of Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and, and, go, and yeah. go right into this thing. Same yeah. suit. Yeah. He, has, he, has that, he has that look. He looks like he belongs in that era. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it works. I love that beat where Betty Davis drags the fur coat over his head in the row. Whap! And she walks yeah. by and she's doing funny. this thing awesome. Yeah, so. Uh, Oz, what do you got? I'm happy we have the BPC statistician here because this might be a first timer. Ooh, okay. do. It's getting tougher and tougher to pick to pick new ones here. I'm flipping actresses in this, and I'm going to make Marilyn Monroe Phoebe and Barbara Bates the Marilyn Monroe character because oh. how cool would it be? Just ret- now, this is just retro. Amazing, yeah. it's a great idea. How cool would it be if Marilyn Monroe is that last it's shot the of the rising star? It's fucking awesome. That, just that won. would you just won the category, honestly. I feel like that alone would have wouldn't make this movie be so legendary. Yeah. yeah, it would. They didn't know at the time, obviously. Well, but yeah, man, nice, in hindsight, hindsight, that is wow. like have, having her in that trying on the, yep. the holding the award. Yep. and just and the, the million versions of her, and you'd just be like, not that the the Phoebe character didn't have this effect, but you'd really but have that's the, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, God she's damn. gonna get her. That <laughs> might know? that might that's be unbelievable. All, that could be an all time winner. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. That's great. Guys, that might change the category. Thank you, there guys. You we're playing chess, and Oz yeah, is playing three D right. chess thank over you. here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone. Has anyone flipped uh, in a no. movie? No, no, that's good. That's great. That's great. Uh, I also did Max Fabian. I wanted somebody a little bit stronger. Um, I went with John Goodman. Oh, that, that plays. Yeah, I like that. Totally I thought plays. he would be great I at that because that. he could play the kind of getting beat up guy, but he could also, when he needed to actually be a character, he could do yeah, it. Yeah, good. that's great. Good. Great. Um, I recasted Hugh Marlowe as Lloyd. Uh, I recasted him with John Hamm. Okay. That's, that's yep. funny because I, I had... John Hamm maybe lined up for Bill. Yeah, I, I like Bill but in that's, this. Yeah, that's I great. Like, I like oh, Bill in this. That's cool that you thought of that. Um, and I, I just think, uh, obviously with Matt, it, it, it kind of seems like a scratch recast putting him, like, he was, yeah, he, yeah, because he of the right 60s. I, yeah. I think I like what he would bring to the table. Oh, he would, he would crush that. Yeah. yeah. He'd be a lot of fun. Listen, the, the cutting room floor here is very hard. I, I, this is like, normally you put a, a two-hour and 20-minute movie at me. I'm always going to find... But, like, I think this movie earns its two-hour and 20 runtime. I agree. The dialogue is too good to... Because if you cut anything, you have to lose dialogue, so I don't... I would I, grant where we can clean up that beginning a little bit. That's what I would pick, yeah. but that's... I mean, what is that, three minutes? Yeah, it's not going to change the runtime. No, but I think no. the movie justifies the runtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I don't think there's a scene definitely, we need to definitely. lose in this. I, I kind of go through this category with the Casablanca lens. It's like, how's Casablanca's in 102 minutes? Mm-hmm. So I'm like... Did this movie earn being over 102 minutes? It's kind okay. of like what I do, and, and a lot of that, a lot of these are yes. You know, some of them are no, yeah. and I this is a yes, and I got nothing. I, yeah, I don't know what to pull. 102 is, is but if, harsh. If, that's like that's under two hours. If right? Casablanca yeah, that's 142 can, minutes. Yeah, yeah, but if Casablanca uh, can do what Casablanca minutes. did in 102, yeah. you yeah. should be able. You know, sure. but 
this, this I, there's this, nothing I could take. This out movie of this moves at such a great pace. Yeah, you can, and it does not feel two twenty. No, it does no, it, not drag. It flies. No, not, I watched it twice in a row. Yeah, my my numbers is always two hours. This is it. You have to you have to justify being over two hours to me. Yeah, and this movie does. I just need totally. it to be as long could, as they need to be. I don't care. I could clean up. Maybe where she's working for her that that part but he, drags but a little that, bit. I feel like it's it's important because to show you need the Birdie seeing that. Yeah, Birdie's watching all yeah, of that. It, it, show, it shows yeah. how Birdie's not not hip to her shit. Right. You're really just talking about maybe like cleaning up a minute here, minute exactly. there, maybe. If that, yeah, you're you're not talking about. But you're, you're taking this from two eighteen to two seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if the category is you got to lose a scene, you lose a scene. Doesn't matter how long it is. You know. If I, and I'm okay with the movie being two twenty. I'm just picking a scene. Right. To, yeah. To yeah. Yeah. Just one Oscar. I don't need to list what it was up for. It was pretty much up for everything. So let's just go with yeah. anything. If it were to win Best Picture and just one other Oscar, what would it be? I would say Best Actress. For Ann Baxter? Uh, well, actually, that, that really contradicts what I just fucking said. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, screenplay. That's mine, too. Screenplay, screenplay is the answer. Yeah, you know, I think it's I'm going to say yeah. George Sanders to not be, so we don't have a sweep. But yeah. Ooh, George Sanders is a good win, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and... The only one it was up for that I kind of raised my eyebrow. I mean, I think I, cinematography is my LVP. It sound so is, as one. That was mine too. Yeah, but I don't. Didn't jump I out. agree. I also it was don't fine. guess. I guess I don't just, fully understand what they're awarding there. It may have done something opposed to lot, other films but, at that yeah, it's time. It's a lot of people. It's just dialogue. There was there really was nothing not special about it that stood out. But I'm also that's also I've said before that's not something that Arts, always stands yeah. up to me. Art set direction is killer in this. Great, thing. yes it is. Everything is indoors. Co- big, costumes great. We didn't talk about the one cheesy green screen scene where them walking yeah. down the road. <laughs> in, in Boston, Boston. no, in New Haven, New Haven, right? Like, well, you guys really didn't want to go outside. Just go to fucking New Haven. Yeah. <laughs> you guys vampires? Like, well, come on. Just comparing it's, this to the last two movies that were covered in the heat of the night the sound was like fantastic yeah. right and then yeah. Patton I was like whoa this sounds yeah. great so yeah that's, that's, that's what I got yeah, that's, sound, I agree sound uh, in film editing we already said it was great score loved yeah score is um, great very solid stuff cinematography it's it's a good nomination though. I it frames like it. well it's appropriate nomination yeah, I could they can take everything but sound I, I, I agree yeah. Twitter questions Twitter questions we did get a bunch of Twitter questions no surprise this is a very uh, hot button kind of year at the Oscars uh, for Twitter. Now, there was a bunch of just Betty Davis love that I got to throw out. Well, makes um, me well, very happy. Well deserved. Yeah. yeah. Uh, RDB doesn't love when people just kind of comment, even though it clearly says in the post to comment if that's what you want to well, do. You have to read the full statement. Yeah. Well, he just, I think he still he just says, you know, get off my lawn. But uh, here's this one's just a bunch of star emoji, emojis, hashtag Betty Davis and a crown. That's from Streets and Avenues at Streets underscore avenues great thank you for response here's just a betty davis and the emoji with the hearts fluttering around uh that's from juha the wise fool perfect so we appreciate you there oh we have one that might include an offensive content okay cool oh wow (laughs) definitely read that oh no it's just a bunch of people clapping (laughs) i don't know that's from uh march brothers film inc okay i don't know what's offensive there yeah, so just a lot of Betty Davis love here in this thing. Chauncey Tells, who was our guest on the Return to Departed episode. Shout out to, to at Big Chaunce, 64. Uh, fucking awesome movie. Who do you think finished second place to Judy Holiday? And how many more Oscars does Sunset Boulevard win if Eve isn't in this year? Very good point there from Chauncey. I do think Sunset Boulevard is just 
an unlucky draw here. I think if it's a year before, a year after, like if it's all the King's Men year, it sweeps the Oscars. Without oh, question. Yeah. Yeah, or sure. American in Paris. I mean, maybe not sweeps, but it wins Best Picture over American in Paris, right? Unless Probably does. Unless they don't want to do... And if it if it does, then I think maybe Singing in the Rain is more wins. recognized than right. the next one. Yeah, That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. That or could change a lot of things. Recognized. This, yeah. but, this butterfly, the Oscar yeah. butterfly effect. Yeah. Yeah. So just Billy Wilder should have dragged his heels for one, one year. One fucking but, year, Billy. It is kind of perfect that these two movies. It's are amazing. It fits here. so well, they're like and they're companions. so and they're so thematically similar. Yeah, they're yeah, like companion pieces. Yeah, like Margot Desmond and Mar- Margot Channing and Norma Desmond need to have a stand. Should have had a standoff. My my take on the best actress category is that. On, let me read off Adam's question too, because it's of a similar ilk. And this is Adam from 1001 by 1. You should check out the 1001 by 1 podcast. Joey, you're a host over there. Yeah, doing a lot of good stuff. Every other Friday that comes out. And they have a great back catalog of, of podcasts to check out. Um, Adam writes, I mean, you have to address Judy Holiday beating both Betty Davis and Gloria Swanson. Prime example of actors canceling each other out. So he's kind of going on the on the, um, the, the vote third, splitting from yeah. the two. Like top tier. Yeah. The two top yeah. tier powerhouses playing a similar type of role. I I personally think that was more of the case is that the vote split was more Betty Davis and Gloria Swanson, and Ann yeah. Baxter was just kind of the third wheel there, and who also split for any ones with splitting with. I think it was yeah, a so, lot of splitting. So yeah. Betty they, Davis they is just, getting double split. Yeah. They just they just wanted to stay away from all about Eve just because like. But then it's just cleaner that way. And a then lot Judy of Holiday yeah, swept right. in. Now I know I, I I talked to Zita about this, and she thinks that Judy Holiday was the favorite going through. But they each won awards. Swanson won a Globe. I think Betty Davis might have won the she won the Palm d'Or uh, award or the Con Actress Award. Right. I think she won a bunch of critic festival yeah. awards too. So and and from a couple of accounts, I saw interviews and stuff. Supposedly both Betty Davis and Gloria Swanson were like shocked that they individually didn't win like yes. they both personally expected it so who knows but uh i would say second place was probably gloria swanson because i think betty davis got double split i, I think yeah it's wild i yeah. agree and then and i would say parker was probably fifth and and baxter was fourth uh but you know that's just uh t- some, some randoms dude dude's opinion in 2023 <laughs> yeah. what the hell do i know matt duffy do you think celeste holm or thelma ritter were the runner-up for supporting actress? If so, which one? Also, uh, had Ann Baxter gone supporting? Which supporting actress goes? So let's let's stick with the second question here first. So let's say Ann Baxter gets bumped down to the supporting actress. She probably wins that category. I think the actress from yeah. from Harvey yeah. won. Have you guys have you guys seen Harvey? The no, Jimmy Stewart? I, I have not seen Harvey. But that's who won. Yeah. Donnie Darko rabbits in that one too. It's an invisible. Um, it's an imaginary yeah. rabbit friend. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other nominees are uh, uh, the actress in Sunset Boulevard who kind of plays the ingenue. Oh, yeah. the other uh, writer. The writer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the other one is the is is from Cage to pretty much like the. Um, the Clancy Brown type of character, the Shawshank the guard. guard. Yeah. yeah. And that one, the guard is the lone heel. The warden's actually like the only good guy in the movie. The, ward, the warden's oh, interesting. It's a woman who's trying to, who's trying to help oh. the main character and trying to protect her. And that's but, a yeah. twist. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I, I think I think Ann Baxter wins that easily. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, it's a so who role. gets bumped? <laughs> the question is who gets bumped? Who gets bumped? I think it's, it's Celeste Holmes or Thelma Ritter. I think it's Thelma Ritter just Agreed. based off quantity. Yep. you can't have three in the same. Yeah, no, no but no, give... but I mean, as far as like quantity, I meant as far as airtime. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, words yeah. in the movie, yeah, kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So. Somebody's got to get cut. Yeah, 
Yeah. And that's my kind of I think that's my answer for the the first part of the question is who finished second? It, it, you think who finished second? And I I I think I think Celeste Holm finished second. I agree. I, I, I think, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. How would the film differ with Colbert in the lead? And that's from D. Molson at uh, Burl Lives by... Um, Stephen I, Colbert? It'd uh, <laughs> right. be very yeah. weird. Claudette Colbert was supposed to do the role. You guys haven't seen uh, It Happened One Night yet? Or you have? You haven't? No, I'm no, waiting. I have, I have not. I think she would have been great in it. I really do. I don't think that she would have been able to carry that iconography that Betty Davis does. I think this movie is a more, a more legendary thing because this needs of betty, betty davis. davis yeah betty davis you is, need betty davis here yeah she's she's just a hall of fame no shots at anybody just, else yeah. you need betty davis it, it works i betty davis's status helps helps inform the character much like how michael keaton was the only one that could play riggan and birdman yeah like it's just fair. it just like yeah. it's kind of the same thing where the the actor outside of the movie and what they do helps people relate to the character in the movie. I just think it's a true happy accident. I yeah, mean, it worked out yeah. the way it was supposed Claude, to. Claude Colbert's great, but uh, what was it? What is it? Aaron Boone sprained his knee and pick up basketball and he yeah. signed Alex Rodriguez? Yep, that's yeah. right. I don't know if it's that big of a gap, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, I, I think that's Betty Davis in this was meant to be. Yeah. But yeah. So that's the Twitter questions. Thank you for everyone who responded. You can always look out when we have a new episode coming up and, and get a part of that. Recommends, if you liked this movie, where are we going to go? Where, what, what are we doing next here with this one? All about Eve. Um, Joey, you're always uh, always on point with this. So. Yeah, so I went with Gone Girl, and well, that's really uh, interesting. That's really interesting. Turn, yeah. right? the, na- the turn on the narration, narration yeah. turn, yeah. a female character that you're that really switches it up and is very much in, more in control than you think. That's that's where I went. Um, it, it's not Showgirls, however. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, uh, that was almost mine listen to um the below freezing on showgirls they they talk about how that was the, a modern day retelling the, the, the people that made showgirls think that showgirls is a modern day retelling of all about all about eve that, that below uh, freezing showgirls episode that that is dropped. one of my favorite episodes uh, that they did it, w- it was mentioned before um darren aronofsky's second best movie um black swan Great. This yes. is my There's so much it's, Black Swan. Uh, so, yeah, that's like, that. That was that was in the yeah. running for me. Yeah, his first best movie being The Wrestler, mm. of course. Ooh, Grant. <laughs> um, mine went with a similar similar time period. Um, another big name actress and a another character like a co lead that is a an absolute adorable sociopath. Uh, it's a movie I just discussed with Mike at Cinebust, and it's Mildred Pierce. Oh. It's uh, it's it's on brand. It's uh, theme wise. Uh, it's a, you know, there's there's different differences. Obviously, it's not about the theater industry, but just some great uh, storytelling about a person who will do anything to make their way uh, to the top. Yeah, real good movie. It's solid noir. Yeah, it's good. Solid Noir choice. The second best film of 1945, <laughs> um, which was won by Billy Wilder. And I'm not going to go with a Billy Wilder flick with mine. I'm not going to go with uh, Sunset Boulevard. I'm going to pick another road in California for, for mine. And this is, this is a film that I saw at, at, at too young, certainly too young of an age to understand it. And it's something I've, I've kind of watched and bounced along in my head because this is the type of movie that just plays games with your head but our i talked to 
to our buddy Adam about it, and he has some good thoughts about it that he doesn't love to share publicly. But kind of um, just to, to summarize it in an appropriate way, this is said in watching this movie, kind of think about it a little bit in an all about Eve context. And uh, that movie would be Mulholland Drive, mm. David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. That's great. Love it. Really good film. Not the biggest David Lynch guy at all. He did get a Best Director nomination for that film. I think it's probably his best, along with maybe Elephant Man, but I'd probably maybe give the edge to, to Mulholland Drive. And I, I think it's totally worth checking out. I think after watching All About Eve, it's a cool double feature to me. Okay. I want to look in context to that. So. And on 1001, we have our David Lynch rankings. So. There you go. There it is. Yeah. We got to bring this thing home in the BPC calculator here. One to fives. Let's start with performance here. One to fives, performance. We got to do performance. We got to do how it looks on screen, how it's presented, and then finally, how it's told, the story. So start performances. Anybody not have a five here? No. No, I got a five. Five. Hard yeah. five. This five. is it's, an easy five. This is probably an easy five. In all honesty, this probably should be a six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like this is... it's a blinking red five. <laughs> as, as well-performed of a movie as we've had here. Yeah, top, top to bottom, everyone everyone does a great job. So we go on to... to how it looks, how it's presented on screen here. Grant. I'm between a three and a four, but I feel like the four is too, I feel like the four is too generous. I feel like I'm, I'm going to give it a three. Mm. It's, it's very, it's, it's, it's solid. Um, that, not, I mean, that last scene notwithstanding. You know, everything's framed very well, but it's, it's it feels pretty standard to me. Yeah. Joe? I'm going to go four. Well, the camera is, you know, not intrusive. The, it's how it looks, the sets and the costumes and everything, I think it definitely deserves a four. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I hear you, um, but I'm giving it a five. Wow. Uh, a hard five. Yeah. Love it. Hard because, five. yes, because I, I think the, the editing is perfect. Yeah. Like we talked about, the costumes and the set design are perfect. Um, the the scores is good. I mean, it's uh, of course it's not like overwhelming, but it but it's good. And everything is kind of where it needs to be to let the performances be that 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 blinking red, that blinking, <laughs> blinking red, red vibe. But it, everything is where it needs to be. This is like when it needs when they need extras, they use the extras in the restaurant. You know, when they need yeah. to have the party, they have the party. Yeah, you know, when they need Marilyn Monroe to stand out, she's wearing white. Everyone else is wearing black. I think that yeah. Edith Head touch. This is the, the the perfect um, the, the yeah. perfectly done. Um, and I, I I give it a five. You got juror number one squirming over. Yeah, there. no, I, I for some reason I I didn't take. It's been so long since I've done a Best Picture winner here. <laughs> uh, I, I I I forgot to put in like set design and all that stuff yeah. into it. I'm, I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to bump it up. Okay. Four. Four. okay. Yeah. So I, I also think four is generous. Uh, I, I can't give it a five just because of uh, the Lawrence Arabias of the world and the Godfathers. All the, the, the Godfathers yeah. I hear you. And no, I hear you. Even yeah. the, the out of Africa. So there's just, there's just yeah. some, the grand scope has to be respected. Now, some people don't give a shit about the grand scope and they'd rather watch something like this. And I completely respect that too, but it's my vote. And uh, I am going to go with a four though. The Edith head costumes, Great. Crush it. The set design, this is this entire movie's inside. Everything has to really look perfect so it doesn't look like we're on a Hollywood set, and it never did. It looked like we were behind the scenes in, in New York City, and it, it felt like a New York City movie, even though it was probably filmed in California. Um, I agree with you when you're 
like, oh, compare this to Lawrence of Arabia or out of Africa. It's tough. But I don't know what more they should have done with it to make I, it better. I think the answer is the answer to that is Best Years of Our Lives, yeah. Annie Hall. Yeah, uh, I think it's there's, lacking there's just camera, a shot somewhere. There's Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, this sure. is an easy five in that category. Right, hundred percent. There, there was a. It's there lacking was a one extra. Of, mm. Yeah, of, it doesn't have to be a grand scale yeah. for it to be a five. There needed to be some more tactics. There. Sure. It was. It was too safe with the. If lens. we're just looking his, at production designer costumes, it was the theater. Was the theater yeah, it, that's it, his it, mo. Yeah. He's very safe visually. Right. He doesn't like to mess around. If it's just costume design, it's five. If it's but the cinematography, you goddamn haters, put it a four. And you know how the story's told. You know how it's presented as a screenplay. It's a five for me, and this is going to be one of those weird five four fives where the performances are probably a six. It's a slam dunk five, so it'll be ahead of some five five fives for me. You know, because I think I had like, yeah. you know, we said like an Annie Hall. I'd probably have this ahead of Annie Hall. I mean, it, there's, um, uh, I don't know. I probably, probably gave Platoon a five five five. Maybe it might it might have been a four five five. But um, there's there's been five five fives that I've gone with. I think in the heat of the night. Yeah. Um, this will edge over some of them because of the overall effort, but it does is just missing a little bit in that area. That I oh, yeah, but yeah, but a five as far as how this how the story is told. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. easy. This is an easy firm five for me. Yeah, yeah, fi- yeah. firm five. I wish I could go higher. It's five. Yeah, it's it's, it's a perfect screenplay. It's, it's easy as that. It's a perfect screenplay. Uh, okay, where it fits in in the one to ninety twos. Oz, you, you kind of always like this, and you get mad when we skip this category. So yeah, I like uh, I like rules. I like structure. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, uh, from the movies you've covered, I only have two ahead of it. I know there's one more left that I have ahead of it, and I'll give a little room. So I'm going to make this number five. Wow. Yeah. And how many have you, haven't you seen at this point? Maybe like twenty or so. Yeah, probably. Maybe less. Maybe, yeah. maybe less. Probably around around so this twenty. Like- there's some heavy hitters I haven't seen yet, but this is. This is better than every. So this is for this, you. This is a five, this five, is five, 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 wow. five, five, yeah. and I will, I will even double down on that and say this is easily better um, for me than everything that is covered except Godfather Part One and Part Two. Whoa! Wow! So and it, it's not particularly close. Whoa! So he's going into the top sixty already, and he's saying this is number three. Yes, the sixty that we've. And covered. I, uh, I could, put, I could, I, I could put that in permanent. Marker at this oh, point, to be shit. honest, and then we'll see. I mean, you know, who knows? But, but Oz a couple, But this will be. This will not be a double digit. There's no chance. Wow, I love that. No chance. Yeah, we will That's have some amazing. rankings revisit episode mm-hmm. where you can kind of you can bury something. Yeah, you yeah. can pound a <laughs> right Joe, I can't imagine it going lower than like 15, mm. 10 to fifteen. I think is probably it's very where high. It goes. <laughs> it's very high. Yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's very, very good. Yeah, I think yeah. We're, we're learning that like anything above like 50 is pretty goddamn good. Yeah. 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 I, I think I think 15 would be the max yeah. in terms of how low it would go. This movie's this movie's great. Absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. So top, top 15. Yeah. There's just going to be some visual limitations just for what I yeah. like. And I'm just kind of. I get it. I'm no, always going to prefer, prefer an outdoor movie to an indoor movie. That's just kind of how it is. And if it's indoor, it's really got to be claustrophobic and really make me. It's got to be like alien. Or it's it's got to be, be like, like 
12 really million indoors. Yeah, I really, yeah. It's gotta, <laughs> right. The walls have got to be closing in on this. It's got to uh, be Cariel. It's got to be Car- it's got to be Carol. <laughs> Cariel was in a in a basement with a chain around his leg. That's that, that's uh, that's the inside I like, baby. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. So there's just gonna be a. T- I, I don't I don't see cracking my top ten personally, but you know in that in that it's it seems like it might be the I might be the lowest. Yeah. I don't out of out of us four, but. Um, but still, like probably top twenty. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's That's solid. It's gonna, it's yeah. gonna be. I, I, I compare it what, up there with, the with best years of our lives, and but a little behind it. What do you think the lowest it would go? Like, throw a number. Twenty-five. Yeah, well, it'll fair. be in the top twenty-five. That's that's yeah. still really great. That means, and I'm not that ruling means, it out being higher. Too. That means it's you it, think it's a great movie. You know, yeah, and I'm not ruling it out being higher. You know, yeah. I might. I might Rankings might come around. It might speak to these plenty, plenty of times. Yeah. But I mean, we've, we're looking at now 61 of these that we have seen. And, you know, yeah. we have a really good idea of what things will fall. So I think it's, yeah, you know, we could lock things in. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I think I 5 5 5 Annie Hall, Platoon, and Mutiny and the Bounty. And this is ahead of all three of those movies for me. So right, just some, because it's a 5 4 5 doesn't, that's not a direct equation. Yeah. I, I agree some with that. Some fives are stronger than. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, yeah. It's not a Who Should One podcast. We do like to discuss the other nominees. Fortunately, for those who are um, you know, getting closer to bedtime, we already discussed uh, at least one of them, or two of them, Born two Yesterday them. and uh, Sunset Boulevard. So, Joe, there are two left here. Yeah, so the first one is Father of the Bride. <laughs> With Steve Martin. Yes, of course. I love that movie. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. Absolutely love that movie. The Martin fa- Short. The Father Frank. of a... <laughs> The father of a young woman deals with the emotional pain of her getting married, along with the financial and organizational trouble of arranging the wedding. Spencer Tracy, right? Spencer Tracy, Joan Bennett, Elizabeth Taylor, Don Taylor, Billy Burke. Love Liz Taylor. Directed by Vincent Minnelli. Ah, old friend Vincent Minnelli, a year before he goes on to do America to Paris. Yeah. Hmm. Not impressed, us, no. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> it's fine uh, I, I mean I saw the Steve Martin version in the theaters when it came out when I was a little kid I haven't seen it since I love it I love I love. I think it's hilarious I love the Steve Martin version and then the last one is King Solomon's Mine adventurer Alan Quartermain leads an expedition into uncharted African territory in an attempt to locate an explorer who went missing during his search for the fabled diamond mines of King Solomon director? yeah give me a second hold on that doesn't sound too bad no, that sounds pretty good. Hold on, I lost it. Sorry, give me a If second. I didn't have to watch uh, 13 Friday the 13th movies, I may have checked that out. <laughs> Directed by Compton Bennett and Andrew Martin, starring Deborah Kerr, Stuart Granger, Richard Carlton, Hugo Haas. Okay, sounds like a production. Uh, what's funny is is that the um, Mankiewicz, who's so like not into big studio things and not into big... He directed Cleopatra. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's just hilarious. That is such it's a big like a, production. And it was apparently a disaster. It's like a five-hour like, movie. No, we sp- I think Constant during, during Tom and... Jones, we spoke about that. If you like present-day value it, it costs like $900 million. Yeah, just that. And they were not happy with it. him because he was trying to... Because they, like, they flew in like 100 real elephants. But supposedly, <laughs> Rex Harrison's one of the hardest actors in Hollywood to work with. And he and Mankiewicz got along great and had <laughs> no problems with him. But uh, I should shout out Third Man, which we brought up. Yes, a, a few that was a good movie. Was up for director. That was not, on, that was not nominated for Best Picture. No, huh? but for no. director. Yeah, best director. Sense. And then Asphalt Jungle, a uh, John Huston movie, mm. up for Best Director too, mm. but not Best Picture. So two, two good ones. Interesting. All right, guys. We did it. We made it to the end, but we made it to the start of season five here. That's Amazing. Start. Wild. Yeah. Uh, Grant, closing thoughts. You want to shout out your, your merch? Get some new merch. 
I do have some new merch. Uh, Exit 28 Studios. You can find me on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter X. I just released a new uh, Sydney Prescott-inspired shirt. Uh, it's kind of like an 80s retro feel to it. Um, Oz, I already know you bought you bought it's it. It's on its way. It's, you bought it already, which is I really appreciate. Um, yeah, so go check that out. Just find me on uh, on Instagram. I might have to join you, Oz, and get one of it's those a, shirts. It's too. a great it's shirt. Like a good one. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe? 1001 what's coming up yeah 1001 um as recording coming up um la confidentials coming up but when this comes out yeah la confidentials this Mm. friday as of recording and then we have evil dead haxon frankenstein the piano we have some good stuff coming up we're ending this season yeah spooky season love it Nas, what do you have coming up other than stacks and stacks of diapers yeah no that's it that's it you gotta um I didn't start hyperventilating, so that's good yet. So, <laughs> Mikola from Titanic it's, and Princess yeah. Bride fame is uh, is we got one on the way. She's on the uh, she's on the the yeah. BPC um, reserve list right now. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Do in November, maybe, right? Yeah, yeah cool. Know, Eve maybe a name, maybe Margot maybe a name. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I like right. that. That'd be unbelievable. <laughs> Not Karen. Karen, Karen's probably out. Birdie could be a name. Addison. Ooh, Birdie. Addison. Addison, could be like Addison DeWitt I like, Osborne. I like Birdie. <laughs> I never Good know. work. Yeah, okay. I, I can't complain now about like the movies you assigned me because you gave me this one. So now I'm... That's right. Yeah, well, I know you like some old Hollywood, even yeah. if it's bad old Hollywood. Yeah. You're, you're a good trooper. With I'll it. see you in January for uh, Simmer, yes. Sim, Simmerin. Yeah, one of these, we're going to be doing our, our, our season four rankings revisit with Joe. Like, that's yeah. our gimmick that we do. I don't know what movie we'll tie it to. And then I believe there's rumors there's going to be a, a first 35 revisit with me and Artie, who Artie B was not, oh, yeah. was not on that episode, so he gets to get his... I don't know how or when we're going to do that yet. That's, but that's the like, unsanctioned episode. The, uh, yes, very unsanctioned. It's, it's looming in the distance here. <laughs> Grant may have to just crash through the wall like like Jason Voorhees and just tackle Artie <laughs> at some point. <laughs> that one. I love that. Yeah, yeah, let me know. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. If you made it through this bumpy ride, you can now take off your seatbelts and, uh, and you're free to roam about the cabin. We will see you for it might be a horror movie it might be a french connection it's going to be something good coming up next so we'll we'll check you out then thanks guys bye done those wind chimes you guys hear wind chimes oh yeah, yeah. Stupid wind chimes. i'll close the windows you hear some, you hear some geese
Yeah, it's a geese. Geese is not my doing. Wind chimes. Yes. I thought it added ambiance. It was bugging me out. I thought like the magical. It was like I thought I was having a stroke. <laughs> the magical Hollywood fairy was coming to take me away.